Blog Talk Radio.
Welcome to this La Cosa Nostra radio production. La Cosa Nostra is a family unit located on allpoetry.com. Allpoetry.com, the world's largest poetry community. We want to thank Kevin and the crew for giving us a place to call home and hang our hats. The content and opinions of the people, the callers, and the hosts do not necessarily reflect the beliefs and opinions of Lacosum Nostra ownership and management. Enjoy this Lacosum Nostra programming. Hello, 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 and welcome to Open Poetry, Lacosum Nostra Radio. Uh, we have been heard in over 90 nations around the world, and we are here to promote unity, peace, love, and family, and we're glad that everybody's here to join us tonight, and uh, without further ado, you know, uh, Boo's going to be here in a little bit, but right now, let's bring in Monsieur Raconteur. Hey, Rack. Oh, where's his name? <laughs> What's up, Jay? Yeah, this is Rack. Okay. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> good, yeah. good. Uh, welcome. Welcome to the show, brother. Glad to have you here. Uh, we've got a great show lined up. I did see Naomi, Bella, Tila, Mocha, Dylan out on the board. Great to see everybody out there. Um, I'm not sure. I'm going to ask Bella right now on the board. Do you want, do you want to keep taking off the mute, Bella? <laughs> She's sneaking in around, around everywhere. But uh, further, let's um, let's bring on the boss herself. Hey, Boo, how you doing? Hey, sorry. hello. Sorry, I'm a little late. <laughs> I was like, oh, oh no, you're, you're, your name is yeah. only on the moniker, you know. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, oh. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> on, on the on the masthead. On the masthead. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, Rocky Yeah, I was trying to get, and let's trying all... to get over here. Yeah. Say hello to Chi, everybody. Chi baby. Mama Chi. Hey Chi baby, Mama Chi. I think I got most of my voice back. <laughs> hey, awesome. Josh, how you now we got it too. You sound great. Well, I mean, uh, like I said, my voice was rusty because I hadn't been, you know, using my voice box. Does it sound well, any we different? Well, <laughs> yes, it does, as a matter of fact. You sound better today yeah, than you, you did yesterday. in a black sedan. I want to have inside my car. I got cookies, candy, I'm a little bit girl. I'm going to take you to the nearest star. I'm your little baby. I'll take you anywhere you want to go. Oh, it's back, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. I hear that. I hear that. Let's say hello to Dave. Hey, Dave, how you doing? Hey, I'm doing good. How's everybody there? Dave's back for round two. <laughs> What's that? Hey, Dave's got something extra special for you. <laughs> yeah, I do. I, I really do. <laughs> I outdid myself on this one. <laughs> That's awesome. That's oh, awesome. I, I'm sure you are, Boo. Well, I'm going to tell you what. Let us start this show off with an absolute banger. And uh, 
Rack, we're going to put uh, your uh, poem up first. Uh, awesome. Let me, uh, yeah, let I me find a little, it first. A little, something a little special tonight. Oh. All right. I blew some dust off something you haven't heard, so uh, you'll have a little fun <laughs> with it, I think. All right, here we go. You're fun anyway. That Moment by Raconteur. You know what I want to hear in the throes of your bliss. Losing your ability to speak will only make the sound that much sweeter. The buildup of every sensation leading to this moment centered around my fingers and tongue. We dance my breath heralding the touch of my tongue, caress of my lips, and flocks of goosebumps under my fingertips. Time lapse, crash of thunder, flash of light, a plea, a promise, a gasp, a whimper, say my name. And poem. Well, there you go. <laughs> right. uh, yeah, like I said, I'm secure. I'm secure enough in my masculinity to say I got I got a crush on Rack's voice. Okay, and uh, yeah, that was absolutely brilliant. I loved it. Uh, you did a great job with that. Uh, you brought us along. You led us along, and you kind of uh, brought us over the edge right there. I love that ending right there. Time lapse, crash of thunder, flash of light, a plea, a promise, a gasp, a whimper. Say my name. Okay, I had to say it like that. Sorry. <laughs> great job. Uh, Dave, what'd you think? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Um, this is a nice change, uh, Rack. I'm, I, I don't think I've heard a sensual uh, poem from you before, but um, yeah, I like I like the way you wrote it. Uh, it's uh, kind of makes me tongue-tied tonight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. Uh, it's hard to Bill, comment on. Too funny. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I mean. It would be a little easier if it was a woman that had written it, you know, but, you know, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, man. You know, you did a really good job on it, and and you did it really classy. Well, there's nothing smutty or, or pornographic about it at all. And, um, you know, sometimes, when, at least for me, when I write this in this genre, it, it is difficult. You have to really look at the thing and study it and and kind of look at it from every angle and see how it's going to come off when when it's read and um you uh, you always uh, spend a lot of time on your on your poetry and stuff and it always uh reflects that and you always put a lot of thought into it and this poem was exactly that so um I thought you did a really fine job on it awesome awesome chi what do you think Outstanding! Don't hurt nobody. <laughs> I was hot. <laughs> awesome! Hey, hey, Mocha, how you doing? Hi. Mocha? I walked in just to hear Rack say, "Say my name," and I was like, 
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> did you get the did you get to read the whole poem, Mocha? I I just skimmed it over because I hear actually say my name. I have to read it now. <laughs> um <laughs> And I, I regret not hearing the whole thing. Will you read it over for me? Actually, I'll listen to the audio. The audio is embedded if you want to hear it later. Oh, I and, will and definitely boo. want to hear this later a couple of times. <laughs> oh, I love what, I love what <laughs> Bella said. Wait, wait a second. Same, Bella said, say my name, Rack, and say my fucking name. <laughs> Bella. <laughs> hey, Boo. Boo, what do you think? Can tell me that, Bella? Me, Bella. Yeah, that is, um, look at the picture, actually, the picture of the trip. I mean, alone, but wow. The picture. Uh, yeah, this is just sexy, all around sexy. Losing your ability to speak will make a sound that much sweeter. The build-up, every sensation, you take us down the whole thing. And I love the time-lapse crash of thunder, flash of light. Like, she's she's <laughs> she's coming hard. That's all I know. And uh, <laughs> then at the end, <laughs> say my name, a gasp and a whimper. We're done. Mission complete. Tap that ass rack. Boom. Loved it. <laughs> really, really good. I can't believe you look at an HM. Oh, my God. You know. Crazy. <laughs> Always wanted That's to ask Rack to say my name. <laughs> yeah, Rack and Tola. Good stuff, Rack. Great, great poem. Thank you. Bill. All right. We're going to go in a different mm-hmm. direction, and I decided that I'm going to play mine next. What a way to start. And here we, here, here we go, guys. Uh, really enjoy this poem. Have fun. Why Can't the Geese Clean Up After Themselves, by JCA. (laughs) The sky is a naughty boy. Fishing spot on the bank, crack the net crawlers, bait the hook, my first cast of the summer. Sink to the bottom, light dissolves, raindrops on my hand, clouds peeing on perfection, mouth morphs to the gutter whore, screaming, running to the shelter. Raindrops quit. Basilisk stare on the lake. My eyes, the crimson bulge burning, step out with no rainbow. Back to the pole and the fish on, two-inch bullhead, and the dorsal stings me. Sailor words spoken to the gods, dancing in the pain dance. Look at the crawlers, lid open during the rain, three remain, searing words from the tongue. Get the line wet, snag, snap, swear, ruffle the thinning hair. Two worms, last hook tied, kerplunk in the water, sit on the rock, palm sinks in goose poop. Pole tip tips, drag quick flies, set, monster, 
bicep curls, twists and pulls, gears and the lulls. Count down to the landing. Five feet, four, three. Line snapped. She is gone. Turn with the head down. Toss the ugly stick in rage. Slippery stones backwards fall. The splashdown. Sink, sink, sink. Phone alarm blasts. It is 4 a.m. Fishing is in two hours. Petrified. <laughs> okay. Do you write comments? Jay. Yeah, what'd you think, Rack? Oh yeah. <laughs> I really enjoy this very sudden bumpkin of you. Um the, all the fishing references, uh from from the ugly stick <laughs> down. Uh, I haven't heard that in a, in, in a long time. Um and, and and I was never much of a fisherman myself, but you know, I still knew what a damn ugly stick was. I really I really like <laughs> this a lot. And, and putting your hand in the goose poop is just the icing on the cake. When, just the title when, when no the voice when he did the title in that voice that 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 was beautiful and then the, you know that gave us a hint of what was to come and, and uh, you know man you didn't disappoint this is quite a show and it was it was beautiful you really did a fantastic job with this Jay I, I'm picturing you wearing uh, overalls with no shirt <laughs> I don't know how old you are in there because the, the voice that you did could have been you know I don't know what age but you know just just I, I mean from, from I, I had visions of the damn hay in your teeth and everything you did a great job with this you really did oh thank you appreciate that uh, I have never been fishing in my life so I don't get all the references but this was hilarious <laughs> I mean the way that he said everything clouds pee and all friction that cracked me up and mouth morphed to the gutter Oh, I love those lines. Uh, I love the mention of the basilisk, actually. It's actually a little bit complex in this whole um, <laughs> kit of, like, clapping the knees humor. <laughs> this is this is hilarious. And I can picture it, too. Um, get the line wet, snag, snap, swear, <laughs> ruffle the thinning hair. I pictured it. And I, I don't know why, but I pictured it with a huge pot belly, too. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Mama Chi. Uh, yeah, great day for fishing. <laughs> <laughs> and Dave, I know you like, maybe you like fishing. Do you like fishing, Dave? Yeah, I, I used to fish when I was a kid. Um, uh, I, I especially like the uh, one down here uh, talking about the bullhead. It's this two-inch bullhead, and the dorsal stings me. Uh, I got stung by a catfish dorsal fin one time, and uh, hurt like hell. I got it right in between my index finger and my thumb on the left hand when I grabbed hold of him. And uh, <laughs> um, you know, and then I like the part about you know, you just sit down, you just get squared away, and then it starts raining. Boy, if that ain't no shit in Northwest, I don't know what is. It, it, it does it every time. It's like the it's like the weather waits for. Hey, Dave's gonna go fishing. Let's, let's crap on him in about 
45 minutes when he sits down, you know, and, uh, <laughs> and then to, and then to put your hand back in some goose shit, that, that's really premier, you know? <laughs> uh, yeah, you know, <laughs> goose are messy critters, boy. I mean, if you've got a bunch of them in your yard, you this might as well like just, uh, yeah, y'all Christ, they crap all over the place, you know? And they ain't yeah, like care if it's on your porch or anything else, you know? Oh, my dog's nothing like a goose. No way. He at least knows where he's supposed to poop, you know. But uh, this is great. And then falling in, that's just the, that's just the, the coup de gras right there, falling in after all that other shit, you know. So hey, you did good, Jay. I love this. It was funny as hell. <laughs> I, I appreciate yeah. that. Yeah, the, the sting of the bullhead is actually worse than the sting of the catfish. Mm-hmm. Well, I I, I I don't know. I've never been stung by a bullhead, but <laughs> that, that catfish was was not pleasant at all. Hurt my tail. No, they're not. You know, this is a very unique response to the prompt. I have to say. I mean, I would never would have thought to come up with that. So the sky is a naughty boy. I don't know where I would have went with that one, but probably not here. This is that's a unique prompt. To begin with, but. The, uh, you know, and I love the picture that you got there of him <laughs> and just tells us a little bit about you, I think, too, and who you are, which is always nice to know. And uh, look at the crawlers opened up during the rain, figures three remain. Good good rhyme, good tongue-in-cheek, Jay, a lot of fun to read, and a good SoundCloud. Did I forget anybody? No, you actually got everybody. Thank you, boo. Hey. <laughs> and I see Heavenly Angel out on the board. Good to see her too. We're gonna to get uh them everybody read here. Uh what we're gonna do next is uh Chi, would you like to read your poem for us next? All right, I might be a little rusty on my show, but I'll give it a go. All right. You're up. The devil's pen is thick. I was manufactured from the realm called Sheol, one of the deepest corners of the never-ending black hole, manufactured through the power of black rituals with strong intent, spellbound food and dipped in evil's liquid indent, sprinkled with herbs and spices, laced from the dark magic of the ancients of time, then buried and locked away and hidden in the shadows of all mortal man's eyes. I am a tool built only for destruction, and that's my only design. And with the very tip alone, understand that I can drown you in a puddle of water right where you stand. I am a pen that writes death. I'm his genie, and his wish is my command. Blazing fire, too hot for to be held by the mere fleshly mortal hand. I require blood, not ink to write, extracted 
olive from the veins of Beelzebub's wife. She is drained for six hours, three times a week, until her head drops and prostrates to my master's feet. I am his only partner, and what a pair we are, ordering hangs and heart attacks, fascinations and drive-bys, and murders by car. The devil rage lies deep within his pen. In the order of torture and the rape of women, animals, and children, I daily melt strong, straight men down to their knees. In the act of humiliation, using their mouths to keep my master pleased, I am mounted close to my master's throne, always at arm's reach. I am his pen, his big, and through me, the devil speaks. I cheat poetry. Dang. You know what I really like about this is, because I know where, I, I know where uh, your heart is, uh, Chi, and everything like this. This reminds me of when C.S. Lewis wrote the screw tape letters. And having to jump into that type of feat and that type of uh, the uh, that type of uh, uh, character is really really powerful. You did an excellent excellent job, uh, Rack. I'm going to hand the, the mic over to you, and if you could uh, take the comments, I want to. Uh, I need to head to the green room for a second. Yeah, do what you got to do. Um, yeah, gee, uh, you, you did an outstanding job with this piece. Um, I really enjoyed it very much. Uh, I, I want to say um, the, that song was playing in the back of my head, Black Magic Woman, and, um, you know, the, the, the description um, for me kind of walks the line of, of almost any woman except for the ominous and destru- ominousness and destructiveness uh, of some of the uh, traits that, that you bring about because, you know, Pretty much any woman when you cross her is going to have that kind of effect on you, whether you want her to or not, you know, um, at least in my head. So, you know, you always treat them with, or at least try, treat them with, with, with uh, dignity and respect. So it, it, it's, um, I don't know, it, it, it's a feeling that, 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 that you know, no matter what, they're, they're, they're capable of that. So it, it's only at their, uh, at their whim that they don't squishy like a bug, uh, even when you're on good terms with them anyway. Uh, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I've, uh, I haven't had many good women in my life, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoyed it. Um, the, the, the mystique of it, um, you know, it, it re- I really, really like, like the, the way that you read it and the setup and, and, and the idea of it. Um, beautiful piece. Um, okay, the, I, am the, um, I am back. Uh, I want to welcome... Before we get more comments, thanks, Rack, for that great comment. Uh, welcome, uh, Naomi, to the show. Hello, Hello, Naomi. Hello, everybody. Hey, Naomi. Hey, Naomi. Hello. And let's also welcome Rack. The, the, the point wasn't about a female or a male. It's absolutely about the pen that belongs to the devil himself. <laughs> 
Oh, okay. there, there you go. Oh, awesome. Awesome. That is great. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, Raz, welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, JCA. Hello. Raz is really busy tonight. That's all I got to say. Let me get a comment for Chief from Mocha. Oh, I love this. I think this is masterful storytelling. For me to create an entire character out of the pen that the devil writes with, it has so much depth. First of all, the fact that she says that it's the pen that orders hanging, heart attracts assassination, drive-by, and murders by cars. Um, she's suggesting essentially that all of these things that happen, uh, they don't happen by chance. They happen by a preordained order <laughs> um, by the devil. So it's not chaotic. It's something that he sits and plans meticulously to the point of writing it down. And it's like a whole new take on the mightier than the sword. Um, meaning that Satan could just sit there and write shit down <laughs> and order yeah. people to die by just like scribbling their name in a book. It's, it's very death note, you know? He doesn't actually have to do anything. He doesn't actually have to give a verbal order. He just scribbles your name in a book and that's it. And that concept to me is so awesome that she she thought of that because you can relate that to things that happen in the mortal world, you know? You can relate that to things like people writing legislation that doesn't directly affect them that as a person in power, but affects other people negatively. There's, Other people's that's lives. That's precisely what I thought about, Steve. All of them bejeebers. <laughs> awesome, awesome, you guys. We're getting it. We're getting it. And Dave. Uh, yeah, you know, I have to agree with what uh, Mocha said about this, you know. Uh, my take on, on a devil is he runs a, his type of uh, – uh, <laughs> I want to call it magic, but his type of, uh, I don't know, conditioning is, is a steady state operation. Uh, it, it's out there all the time. You have to put yourself into the situation to receive it. It's kind of like a tuning in your radio, you know, and if, and that's, and that tuning in process is, you know, kind of says how much of an asshole you are, you know? I mean, if you go around and you do, bad things that opens that receiver up just a little bit more you know and and um, you know if you if you go out and bump somebody off just for the hell of it just to watch them die it cranks it over just a little bit more and uh uh you know it's that's the way i look at it and i thought this poem was really well done i was just fascinated with with uh she when she was reading it and um it is a it is a manuscript uh <laughs> about how the devil operates, I think. You know, it, it's really well done, and uh, one of my favorites. Geez, well done. Michelle Obama couldn't wait to get out of the White House when Obama left. They said that yeah. the house haunted. As a matter of fact, I'm from Washington, D.C., and they said if you stay uh -huh. on certain nights, that you stay around the White House, you can hear something coming from it, like the devil's feet is walking through 
the whole block. As a matter of fact, down in the bottom part, a lot of uh, the ex-presidents were in the secret occult, and they had their meetings in that house. That house is haunted. Even Michelle was talking about doors slamming on his own at night and voices that were coming out of the house uh, when the house got quiet. That house is haunted. I'll tell you what. <laughs> yeah, there is. I'm not going to mention the name. I know what I know what folks are talking about, but we're not. We don't want. We don't want them coming after us. No. Uh, welcome, Sal, to the show. Hello, Sal. Hello. Hi, Boo, you're going to get the last comment on this, and then we're going to put your poem up. Yeah, this is a, I like, I agree with Dave. This is a fascinating poem. I mean, everything about it. And the way you read with so much conviction and so much personality mm-hmm. makes it even better. Mm-hmm. I think you're an excellent reader. Um, and I am his only partner, and what a pair we are. <laughs> That's just clever. <laughs> the whole <is> clever. <laughs> just, and then I love I Chi poetry. It's just... Uh, it's so deep, and I mean, I have to read this again to get the full thing because you're always, you always have so many layers to this. You're writing, but this is really, really cool. And I looked up some of the stuff that you have in there about the, his wife and about I think how do you say the word Sheo, right? Sheo. Sheo is the original word of Shem. That is the word of the Hebrew. Sheo uh-huh. is what it was pronounced in the beginning. Yeah, amazing poem. This deserves a front page. I'm going to nominate it for you. It's really fascinating and interesting and poetic. You nailed it, and it's got me curious. Great job. All right, Boo. You are on the board. Uh, okay. Oh, shoot. All right. Um, okay. It's called Wretched Rainbows, Pantoum, which is my least favorite poem to write, but anyway. Uh, chasing rainbows out of time, there's not a room to, to pause. Hesitate and be left behind. Reluctance be the cause. There is no room to pause when running after dreams. Uh, sorry. Reluctance be the cause, all is not seen. When running after dreams, the world can spend nights past. All is not as it seems, can dreams be made to last. The world can speed night past with a dream just out of reach. Can dreams be made to last if the price to pay for each? With a dream just out of reach, the focus can be intense. Is there a price to pay for each? Can't the cast be too immense? Cost be too immense, sorry. The focus can be intense, yet can slip right through your fingers. Can the cast be too immense when the pain from failure lingers? Yet it can slip right through your fingers through fists clenched with all your might. When the pain from failure lingers, don't hold the past too tight. Thought fist clenched with all your might, you cannot feel the world around you. Don't hold the past too tight. You will find that there has found you. Sorry. You cannot feel the world around you. Hesitate and left behind. You will find that it has bound you, chasing rainbows out of time. And poem. I like this, Boo. I like this great message of bottom line, Mm -hmm. don't let your past. Li- rule your life. Don't let it be the uh, the uh, the um, 
the badge you wear. Uh, break free from it, move on, uh, and overcome. Love that message, Boo. Excellent. Thank you. Uh, Naomi, what do you think? Uh, the way the lines swirl in and out, <laughs> like, you know, it, the the sound they, they make as they swirl in and out, uh, that, that's just amazing, Boo, the way you, you wrote this and uh, the way it reads, it, it's just it's awesome, first of all. And then the message all through, uh, going, taking the metaphor of rainbows and then going all the way through. Uh, it's, it's just uh, an awesome write. Uh, just bravo, boo. It's, uh, it's really, really uh, Thank deep, you. And, uh, deep and, and wonderfully rest. written. Yeah, certain dreams, they're not meant to pass is the moral. I think I believe I read in the poem why the rainbow is wretched. You look for another end uh, to its bow, which was never originally there until you, your own sense of what will one day be some form of uh, progressing forward is really only holding you back. Thank you, Raz. Dave, Dave, what do you think? The button, Dave, the button. <laughs> you got to come off mute to tell us, Dave. <laughs> there we go. I'm sorry. <laughs> that button's screaming at me. Hey, push me, you dumbass. Anyway, uh, I, thought no, you were I making really out. like this poem. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, no, I, lo- I really like this poem. There's a lot of truth in it. Uh, I know a lot of uh, people in the past that I've known have been chasing rainbows, and uh, they never seem to, you know, get to the end of where their dreams are. And when they do, or, I mean, when they try to get there and they find out they can't, then they just invent a brand new uh, uh, pot of gold at another impossible location at the end of the rainbow and um, yeah, you have to you, you have to just accept the fact that there's some things in the world you can have and some things you can't have, and um, you know, and 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 be satisfied with that, you know. Um, uh, so, you know, there's things a lot worse <laughs> going around than than not than not realizing your dreams. You know, you can you could be dying of cancer, for example. You know, I I had to go around with cancer. And really woke my sorry ass up to the fact that there's a lot more going on in the world than, you know, keeping up with the Joneses or having having a a Corvette or some shit like that, you know. Um, And be happy with what you have and, and, you know, work to make yourself a better person. I just really love this poem. I thought it was – and the way Boo presented it is really really, uh, a a feminine tilt to it, and it has a really nice – gentle delivery to it and it just it just rocks i i thought it was really beautiful oh thank you dave it's and a video right but it think? sounds good when you're done yeah um you you may you may not like the, the form boo but you you did a great job with it um 
He really did. Uh, I, the, I like the concept of dreams because the, 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 to me that's a con, that's one of those things that just it, it com, almost comes with a promise because it, it's so easy to to see how you know they, they can make they can come true. It's it's like you know you want to wake up next to the one that you love. It's like well it, there's no magic involved in making that come true. It, it's just one of those things that that you know well well someone can do that for you you know. So when it doesn't happen, it, it, it's crushing because you. you sitting there going why you know it's like what do I have to do so it's one of the most frustrating things that that you chase and um you know the the tone of this until you get to the end with the rainbow I think was was fantastic because you know it seemed you know to be you know dipping into the darkness more and more until you came out with the rainbow. So I, I, I like the way that you, that you manipulated that. Uh, the, the whole thing between the form and the wording was very, very well done, very well constructed. You did an amazing job with this one. Oh, thanks, Rack. Appreciate that. Mocha, what do you think? Oh, I think this was lovely. You know what made me think of? Um, TLC's Waterfalls. Don't go dancing waterfalls. It's pretty much the same uh, general (laughs) message, which is um, don't waste your present chasing a future that is not meant for you, essentially. Um, That's what I get from it. Um, Dreams are great and everything, but you have to accept sometimes that, you know, that's not always what you're meant to do. What you dream of doing is not always your purpose, and you shouldn't, you know, waste your present life um, running after something that's just essentially not yours in the end. <laughs> and I love, I really do love how you did weave the the rhymes like you reuse. I don't know, is this is this the form? The yeah. Form? Yeah, the pantoum. It's like I said, it's a bitch to write, but it looks good in the end, but it's very hard for me anyway. I can definitely understand why this is a bitch to write, because the way that the words are all weaved into each other, and then you still have to make them rhyme, and then make it make sense and sound good. And you have to count count syllables, too. You have to count syllables? Oh, hell no, I wasn't doing this. Boo, you get like extra right. points for doing such a difficult form. Oh, thank you. Wonderful, Thanks wonderful comment. Bella, you get the last okay, comment and no, we're putting your poem on the board. Oh my goodness, Boo, <laughs> I really love this one. Uh, the form fits you, I agree, with the hack on turf. And the the petition and the flow reinforce the message. Uh, it's very profound and meaningful because it's realistic. Most who doesn't most of us um, lose and dreams and love. I see in your bottom part of the poem contest love and love, uh, and we, we go to painful phase and we ask so many questions. We kind of almost deny it. We don't believe it, and that's normal. That's normal. We go to this phase, and uh, you definitely brought it like um, lifting and positive um, way that's not end of the world. You have to move on. Um, really beautifully done. Thank you, Stella. Oh, my God. All right. Stella, you are on the board. Yeah, unfortunately. I'm actually so horrible. I'm so behind in my comments, everyone. I'm so sorry. I just have a new... Oh, you're fine. You're fine. And 
Here, here's what I want, Stella. I got a okay. special request tonight. Arabic, Italian, okay. French, then English. Go backwards. Okay. Okay. Uh, I, okay. Um, I can't get myself together. Forever, a jamais, per sempre, l'abad. Yahtiraf with Mashaaro, Hiana, Lisam Tilworth, l'abad. Sentimenti, dichiarati, tradiscono per sempre il silenzio di fiore. Les sentiments avoués trahissent le silence et les fleurs à jamais. Confessed feelings betray the silence of flowers forever. End of poem. Oh, man. Didn't matter what language we heard that in. It was just absolutely stunning and beautiful. You did a, you did a, Indeed. <laughs> you did a fantastic job with that. Oh, uh, I love that, that little message you put. It, it's so simple, so... Uh, you know, um, so so few words, but so powerful. Confess feelings betray the silence of flowers forever. Ah, oh, wow, wow. Sometimes when you know, I remember uh, someone said that they were giving an entire speech, and uh, they thought they were they were practicing in front of cows. A herd of cows, and, and it was just it was a, something uh, enthusiastic. And years later, they they saw somebody came up to him and said, "Thank you, you saved my life." He goes, "What are you talking about? Well, you remember when you were talking to that uh, that uh, cow pasture? I was under the br- the bridge with a, uh, a a cinder block tied to my neck, and I was about ready to commit suicide. And I heard you speak that. We never know who's going to hear what. So um, there there is that uh, moment where." Um, Ultimately, we we don't know what's being said, but when we say it, it just goes absolutely um, to some powerful places. Words are powerful, and you just showed us right there. It doesn't matter what language it is. Um, what do you think? Well, I just uh, was putting a comment in for and. Uh, the thing that came to mind was uh, the beauty of the beauty and frame of just being. You know, it, 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 it's just very hard to just do that with the multitude of, you know, twists and turns you have to do in life uh, just to keep up with all the demands in every, you know, work, home, you know, all these rules and regulations. And uh, just a few minutes of just being yourself, any way you want to be it, you know. That's a delight within itself. So that's what I got out of that point. It was beautiful. Thank you so much, Steve. And uh, Dave. Okay. Okay. I just I was just chasing I, I know, I was just I was just chasing the button. <laughs> oh, this is great. Uh you know uh, I, I think I'll have Stella just read me her read me my uh my electricity bill in uh French sometime just for the hell of it, just to listen to it. <laughs> uh this is beautiful. Make really it is. Really, really is. It's just, you know, uh, 
confess feelings betray the silence of flowers forever. God, yeah, I agree with Jay. That's a really a powerful uh, statement there. You know, three lines and you're just knocking people over with a stick, you know. I mean, holy cow. Um, You have a real gift, Sella. I mean, uh, you really see, uh, you understand, what, four, four different languages now or five? I don't know, but uh, you know, that's, and to be able to understand all of those languages gives you a better handle on expressing yourself because there's different meanings don't translate exactly over from one language to another. Um, and um, I, I learned to speak a little bit of Korean when I was in the Army. And, uh, uh, you know, we all the time, the, the, the Koreans would correct us on something you know, it was correct in English, but it wasn't correct in Korean. And and to be able to do what you do here uh, really, really makes you a, a well-rounded poetess and, and an excellent writer. It's just beautiful. It really is. Thank you so much. I'm really humble. Thank you. And Boo, You're what welcome. do you think? Boo, bear the button. <laughs> Yeah, I think the button's got boo. Sorry, Dan. I haven't felt, I don't think I've ever felt so moved from just three lines before. Uh, and I would never yeah. think that would be possible, actually, um, until I read this. This is like, and the lesson here is just amazing, too. I mean, I, mean, I knew you were the queen of brevity, the new queen of brevity, but dang, this is really something. I mean, confessed feelings betray the silence of flowers forever. Wow, that's so deep. I could go so many directions there. I mean, it sort of says, like, if you don't speak up, then don't regret what doesn't happen. That's sort of what I see there. Um, sometimes you have to be the one to take the initiative, take the first move, and to make something happen. And if not, don't regret that you don't have any growth because... You could have had the opportunity. I mean, that's sort of what I see there. And it's amazing. And three, I don't know if I've ever had, wrote a poem in three lines, but this is really, really great. This deserves the front page. You just moved me with the shortest amount of words I've ever seen. Beautiful, Sala, like you. Thank you so much, Paul. Thank you. You're welcome. And uh, Moko, what do you think? Oh, I agree with everyone else, but yeah, I will listen to Sawa read the phone book in any language. And and that it does take a tremendous (laughs) amount of knowledge to do what she does to be able to perfectly translate everything into all these different languages. But the story that I got from this is practically like one sentence when you really like lay the whole thing out. Confess feelings betray the silence of flowers forever. You know how when you were younger, you used to pick the petals off the flower and go, he loves me, he loves me not? That's what this made me think of. Yeah. Um, because yes. usually when you do that, you're hiding your feelings from the person that you're actually feeling those feelings for. And the flowers that you're horribly picking the petals off of are the only ones who know. And so when you do feelings, to that person, you betrayed the silence of the flowers who kept your secret for so long. That's the storyline that I got from from this, and I I really loved it. it. It's yeah, you could put a crown on this brevity. This is a really good one because you could go all over the place with this. We definitely mm. need it. Thank you, thank you. 
And uh, last comment from Naomi, and then we're going to put Naomi's piece on the board, and I'm going to play her sound clock. Yeah, Sawa, this is just as pure and light and airy and, and deep as as you are. And I got, like Mocha, that comment you made, my gracious, it, 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 to see that in there, uh, wow. Like, you are one, you know, that's exactly, you know, what it, what it is, you know, picking the petals off these flowers and, yeah, you betray the silence of the flowers forever. Uh, that, that's genius to have seen that. And it's genius to have written this brevity, like in three sentences, to have such strong meaning and in three lines, oh my gracious, Sawa, it, it's uh, it's amazing. It's so Sawa, you should go into advertising. So... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you you should write. You know, yeah, yeah, really. It, it takes, you know, it, it, it takes culture. It takes, uh, and the way you wrote it in three languages, in uh, four these four languages, and you know, when you learn a language, I always say to the, my students, I always say it's like you open another world it, because you open yourself to another culture, another way of thinking. Uh, you're living, it says if you're, well, I'm English and French, so I live in two worlds, two different worlds because, you know, one doesn't necessarily t- think like the other, you know, <laughs> and uh, there's different cultures there's different uh there's different meanings inside the words there's different ways of thinking and so it's it shows it shows through your poetry you know that you grasp you you're so wide open to all this yeah so it's just amazing just amazing this brevity thank you merci naomi thank you everyone and the reason, I just want to say, the reason I write in different languages, really not to brag, because I really am afraid to lose them. That's the only reason, and I love them. So just let you know, because I feel kind of embarrassed sometimes. I don't want to think I'm bragging about it. So thank you, everyone. No, no, not at all. Not at all, Sal. We, we, we actually admire it. So, yeah, thank so you. there you go. All right, folks. I'm going to say let's, let's go ahead and fasten our seatbelts. Yeah, because <laughs> it's long. Because we got it. We're going to be taking a journey, a journey here with Naomi. So here we go, folks. With naughty Naomi. <laughs> All those damn what was I thinking moments? It was just one of those crazy in the moment decisions. The kind that afterwards I always say, "Holy shit, Naomi, what were you thinking?" Yeah, okay, I admit, I do tend to say that often, especially when looking over my pillow some mornings, cussing. Oh, my God, what in hell? How'd you fucking get here? Then hiding out in the bathroom, hugging the toilet bowl, praying you'll be gone when I come out, if I stay there long enough. Oh, you've all been there. You know, right? Anyway, this was quite a year, a few years ago. I decided to fly out for a calm, relaxing time on a small island here in Quebec in the middle of the freaking winter. Yeah. 
I did say calm and relaxing. <laughs> well, that is what my screwed on wrong brain told me. Fly away, go climb that stairway to heaven. Yeah, well, climbing those rickety icy steps of that tiny village airport, I can tell you, it was more like climbing the stairway to hell and the airport. <laughs> it was a small cabin perched at the end of a field on which there was something that, yeah, well, I suppose looked kind of like a runway. Guess it depended in what state of mind you're in. Hell, drunk, hanging onto the bloody floor for dear life. Yeah, I suppose you could have seen it as a runway. So anyway, I enter the airport, and I swear, it was the size of my classroom. The receptionist, well, she was like a teacher sitting at her desk with a look in her eyes that said, damn, even she wasn't convinced this was a real airport, or even if she worked there at all. Especially when she shyly whispered into the microphone, even though she was sitting right beside us. Passengers, please head to door uh, one for boarding. We could all see door one. It was the only door, a patio door, with a hanging screen sitting in the corner. So anyway, out the door, onto the patio I go, and onto the field humming away. I step into the plane. Well, something that looked like a plane, a rusted old run-down thing. Yeah, know the kind where the pilot is sitting right in the kitchen with you? No separation, nothing, nada, like hell. You could just walk over and press any damn button and send the whole thing flying straight into the sea. Let's just say flight attendants were not included on these flights. There probably weren't any crazy enough to accept the job anyway. And it stinks. Oh, my God, it stinks. <laughs> I'm telling you, you could tell right away that more than a few had pissed all over themselves sitting in those seats right there. <laughs> well, that <laughs> should have been enough to let me know. Yep. This is not such a great idea, but no, yes, I need more convincing arguments. So I keep smiling, sitting in my seat, trying not to puke my brains out. All then, all is fine with the world, oh yeah. The pilot starts the engines, and that's when I finally, I start being scared. Like, I mean, real scared. Because he starts cussing and hollering away. Damn plane. Goddamn fucking thing. Bloody engine won't start again. Good for nothing piece of shit. I'm just staring at him in disbelief. Saying to myself, what's he doing? Trying to freak us all out? This is a joke. He must be some terrorist. Must be. Come on. The real pilot must be tied up and gagged in the closet somewhere. This is crazy. No way. Then he gets on his walkie-talkie thingy and calls. Oh, hell, I don't know where he calls. But he screams out, Yeah, Bob, damn engine won't start again. Send over the the guy. The guy. <laughs> and that may seem like an unimportant detail, but I swear at that exact moment, 
the sound of a snow blower stops. And the guy comes walking. Well, walking is not exactly the right verb here. He advances in kind of wild spasms, as if being kicked in the ass by a horse, going this way and that way and another kick and another jerk forward, like he has no damn idea what direction to date. He has a cigarette hanging from his lips, pants barely hanging on, half button up shirt, coat open, like, come on, it's freezing out. His boats are, his boots are dangling with untied laces. You know the whole work, the whole damn I don't give a fuck look. You can tell right away, hey, this, the guy is no fucking NASA engineer. He finally makes it to the side of the plane and pulls out this humongous wrench. I mean, like, this thing is huge. And he starts hammering away at the engine. Bing, bang, and bang, and bing. Just smashing the plane, swaying this way and that way. And now, well, now I'm way past the scare stage. Like, I am really freaking out here. I just want to scream at him, oh, hell no, 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 stop. Hey, leave that darn thing alone. We're on the ground, for heaven's sakes. I don't want to end up in the air just to crash into some bushes a few seconds later. Hey, we can just roll this baby down the runway onto a ferry and drift merrily across (laughs) to that friggin' island. Why not? Just put that funked wrench down. But the engine finally huffs and puffs, coming back from the dead, and we are bumping along the runway and in the air. The plane is jerking up and down, and I'm frozen into my seat, praying to God, hey, I don't know you very much, sorry, but I really need you, so get your ass down here right away, right now. And, I, and I'm not the only because suddenly the old lady sitting next to me that I don't know from Adam, she latches onto my arm, stares at me with wide, scared shit eyes and whispers hauntingly, I love you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I swear it creeps me out. And then she adds, would you have a piece of paper, a napkin, anything to write on? I don't have a will. The poor thing. Like I can see, she is just, oh, she's away past the freaking out stage. She has passed into inadvertible acceptance here. And I really want to reassure her, so I smile and pat her hand and say, oh, don't worry, ma'am. If we crash, us and everything else will just go up in flames anyway. And then I go, oh, holy shit, Naomi, what were you thinking? As the poor lady kisses all over herself. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. (laughs) Oh, my God. It was long, but my God, was that worth it. Oh, my gosh, just a... Freaking, freaking um, <laughs> amazing story. This was great. It, it was great. Uh, I think we could sit down and listen to you all night, Naomi. I absolutely love this. Uh, Raz, you get to comment on this. 
Yeah, it leaves one with the impression gremlins were tinkering on the wings of the plane. <laughs> There's a man on the plane. Okay. <laughs> My favorite Twilight Zone episode of all time was William Shatner. Thank you for that comment. Uh Sally, you're laughing too hard. You got a comment. Oh my goodness, Naomi. I mean, it's scary. I was on the edge, like so scary. And then you put all this humor in there, and the way you read it, hilarious. I think we're supposed to feel bad, but I mean, my goodness. And I mean, I really don't have words. You're incredibly great storyteller, a writer, incredible. I'm sorry for the experience. I'm sure. It was terrifying. I, I've been to one of those myself, so I know the feeling. Um, this is incredible. You are. <laughs> I can't find words. Really. It's just hilarious. <laughs> I'm gonna read it to you. Uh, I can read it to my friends. Share it with my friends. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I can write it in French too. <laughs> oh well, you can do that. Yourself. <laughs> Thank you, Noah. That's great. Uh, and Mocha, what do you think? Me? Oh my god, I have to keep muting myself in between so I could tackle. <laughs> because this was sending me for the entire thing. I love how everything in the story is not quite what it actually is. The runway is kind of a runway. The airport is something like an airport. The mechanic is definitely not a mechanic. <laughs> it's It's hilarious. And the whole story just starts with what the fuck moments and it doesn't end. it doesn't stop till the end and it's it's so hilarious oh my favorite line also is when she gets to the all then all is fine with the world oh yeah <laughs> like she's trying to convince herself oh i love this Naomi so much this is so hilarious thank you for sharing this thank you mocha and boo Just, I think like, the way you read it is so sarcastic and so, like, much in your head. And I have these conversations with myself, too, all the time. I thought I was the only one. <laughs> but um, just think, <laughs> it just seems like, you know, you're totally disappointed in life and just life has just let you down. I mean, in the poem, life's just let you down. It's like, you know, when it rains, it pours. You're kind of like, you know, one thing after the next after the next. I'm always like, fuck. And then if shit's actually going good for me, I'm like, wait, I'm just waiting for the rug to be pulled out because um, it doesn't really stay smooth for long. <laughs> and that's kind of what I, I see you saying. And then I love the whole description because I've been on that shitty plane before too. I enter the airport, what will look like an airport. <laughs> but I was scared, <laughs> terrified to even get on the plane myself. Uh, and the flight attendant, just the whole description. This should be like a, I mean, this is kind of like a short story. Um I think, and it it was long, but I didn't feel like it was that long. I was waiting for you to get to the next um, line. It was just so entertaining, and your voice and the way you read it, I don't give a fuck less if we read it or if we don't, really, but you're still going to say what you need to say anyway, and uh, that's the one thing I like about you, Naughty Naomi. Uh, the whole damn I don't give a fuck look, you can tell right away the guy is no fucking NASA engineer. Um, <laughs> I've seen those, haven't we? We just get to there like, holy shit, let me make it there alive. Really good, really clever, funny. Thank you. And, uh, <laughs> you laugh. Dave, you're going to 
Well, you're going to get the last uh, comment, Dave, and then we're going to put your piece on the board. <laughs> okay. Uh, this was priceless. I love this. You know what? It reminded me of when I flew from I Texas to Louisiana. When I flew from Texas to Louisiana to go to basic training, and the airline that flew me there was called Trans-Texas Airways. And it was an old converted DC-3 cargo plane, and there, were, there was one stewardess on board. And uh, you, you should have just got really wasted to fly on this damn thing. It was, it, it was just, <laughs> just about like what uh, Naomi wrote about this airplane here. And uh, I was talking with one of the guys in basic about that. And he says, no, he says, it's not Trans-Texas Airways. It's Treetop Airlines. <laughs> And it just this really this poem really reminded me of that, you know. Uh, this is premier, premier Dave Prophet Gold Star storytelling here. It, it's just great. I loved it. And uh, um, you're a funny lady. You really are, and I and I appreciate that very much. So. <laughs> well, yeah, well done, Naomi. Uh, yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Now, Dave, we're okay. going to let you go uh, next, and uh, we I'm, right. I am going to well, put an order on the board so people can see who's next. Okay. Well, I think this I think you did good here, Jay, because this comes right behind Naomi's poem. I think uh, <laughs> this is some more of my adventures on eHarmony, and this is called Another Yay. Carol. eHarmony dates <laughs> chapter seven. Uh, okay. I, I seem to have a thing with with the women whose names are Carol. I, I just can't make sense with them or something. I don't know what it is. Carol. <laughs> Stay away from no, Carol. I don't know. <laughs> oh, I do. I avoid oh, them anymore. <laughs> anyway, it goes like this: God saved me from one more Carol. They're putting my sanity in peril. Another pretty face, <laughs> but not behind it. Her agenda's piled up like a wheelbarrow of horse shit. Another well-preserved older female thinks of herself as a femme fatale, freckles across her breast that shows, but I'll never see the rest of them, God knows, thinks of herself as a sort of cowgirl goddess whose spots are screaming to get out of her bodice, tired of being under <laughs> her bullshit aspirations, owing them, I take it all back, reparations. Her two little shit-ass dogs, whose noses look like they ran into a log, Boston Terriers or some such shit, barked at my shepherd like some auto-run half-wit. Until I took him outside to give him a breather, he was having no fun, and I wasn't either. At least he had the manners not to snap them in two. Inside her house, her bad manners. Who knew? She didn't like my car and called it a beater. Just more cheap shots from this foul-mouthed repeater. I got to a limit to how many shots she could take. My heart's not a target for her lopsided clam bait. She told me she could play the guitar, a a cigar box with strings, quite bizarre. We went into town to get some new strings. Eddie Van Halen couldn't have blessed this thing. Then she argued with me about the strings that we bought, said they's the wrong strings for her fingers, the ones I got. She don't know sheep turds and coffee beans about a guitar. Still, she's banging her mouth like some sort of rock star. I've been playing guitar for over 50 years. She fumbled around with it, then got herself a beer. But she figures this makes her some sort of authority with all the half-assed self-appointed majorities. They can't get anything intelligent out of an instrument. 
or out of their men, just wrinkle stem notes screaming in dissonance from those club-fingered women. She likes cowboy music and that crying in your beer, a modified version of Elevator Muzak, whose melody struck me as queer. She had a fella that <laughs> took her to dances and such, used to tell me on the phone she liked it that much. Just to see if she could get a rise out of me, she was just looking for the wrong kind of rise, you see. So I told her to haul ass <laughs> with a cowboy copus, because I just couldn't figure her Z-flat opus. All of them notes she plays X, Y, and Z, and none of them really ever fit me. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. There we go. Two great stories in a row. Laughing it up. Uh, Your eHarmony book is coming along great there, Dave. (laughs) And I'll I'll mark that. Stay away from Carol. Okay. Uh, Chi, what would you think about that? You sound like a nightmare. That girl needs some manners. <laughs> yeah, she does. <laughs> no shit. Awesome. Awesome. That's to get great. <laughs> Naomi, what do you think? <laughs> oh, my gracious. <laughs> Who spots us screaming to get out of our bodies? Tired of being under bullshit aspirations, owing them, I take it all back at reparations. <laughs> 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 I'm in the description of the dog. <laughs> My daughter has a the big bulging eyes, the eyeballs that are sticking out. <laughs> Yeah, this was great, <laughs> I'm laughing too hard. I can't make comments, <laughs> but this was great. <laughs> no, um, this has been great. This has been a comedy night tonight. I, I don't know what's going on tonight. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> great. Hey, Boo, what do you think? That was great. Every time he writes one, I look forward to it. I just want to see what kind of, what kind of douche he gets hooked up with next. Because <laughs> they're all just singing. like, no wonder why these chicks are single. Holy shit. I mean, no shit. 370-something, you can't even find a winner. That's pretty shitty odds. And then she thought she could play yeah, guitar. <laughs> There's a difference between using an app and actually playing an instrument too. And um, this is just really funny and comical. And you just lay it out there like totally honest and totally for real. Probably by like date 360, you were just like, fuck this. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah. You still kept going. Go, you're a trooper, Dave. You just kept on going, going, hoping for the best. <laughs> Don't chase those rainbows in eHarmony. <laughs> Good job. <laughs> Hey, you need to get your money, Yeah, yeah. They need to give you a refund, Dave. <laughs> yeah, I know. Sure, I'll Mo- a refund. <laughs> Mocha, you get last day on this. I think Dave needs to put on his eHarmony bio, I don't date Carol. <laughs> and just more Carol. Yeah, there them you all. Go. No shit. No shit. Oh, yeah. God. But this is, this is so hilarious. Her two little shit-ass dogs cracked me up. Oh, God. And the fact that your dog was, like, chomping at the bit to kill them. <laughs> but even your dog has better manners than she does. Yeah, no shit. He, he did, yeah. Oh, no shit. 
<laughs> Shit ass dogs. That's funny. So hilarious. Uh, I live for these stories, Dave. I I can't wait for the next one. Okay, good. All right. I got a few more. If you now, can, be glad we have somebody <laughs> for Dave's stories. We're gonna put Bella's <laughs> yeah. on because it's getting getting near her bedtime, folks. So let's listen to Bella. Hello. Kinbakubi, the beauty of tight binding, by oh me, Bella. Love, if watching me kneel before you pleases your venereal thoughts, I will then fold my knees at the foot of my nawashi, with braille side, with gag lips. And with bondage flesh, I will reverently discipline me with all of you. Make my eyes run mascara sticks while you choke me in a dajo <coughs> Slowly, with your sugary cane inside my salivating fucker, as your hands grip tightly to my hair. And I know you want that, and you know that I need that, to be cradled in your arms, wanting to taste me, while wanting to devour me whom, then growl like a fucking beast in my ear, while your hands caress what others not reach until I yell out all your devilish name religiously I am yours paint my anemic skin carmine tincture make my lips bleed your name I allow my body to ache for more until I blue and bleed. I am at your command. Play me harder, me more. <clears throat> wow. Wow, Bella, you did awesome oh, on this. This boy. is this, Woo, this is Bella. Jesus. There's a so lot of heat boy. behind this boy. You know, I, oh, I take is. a look at the word. The one thing that really gets a hold of me is the word carmine, and I use that today in in a uh, in a uh, poem of mine that I wrote as well. And I wanted to kind of grab the feeling of it, what what it means, the meaning of that, and, and what it, paint me paint my anemic skin carmine tincture. Carmine is the color of red that they used in Star Trek for the people that were going to die. It is considered the color of dried blood. And it also signifies a crime. So I'm think, I'm looking at that and, and looking at that meaning, and it brings, it grabs that little part and brings it to a whole nother level. I think that you did a brilliant job. It's a sexual, sensual and spot on there, uh, Bella. Great job. Raz, what do you think about it? 
Yeah, there's plenty of sensuality here. It uh, shows what really goes on in the background of all that public society. You know, people are constantly finding out of ways to get together. Great comment. Uh, Boo, do you want to make a comment on this one? Yeah, but I think come she back can't even. Sure, no problem. Let me get a comment from Mocha then. I love this so much for so many reasons. <laughs> I'm kind of losing my shit. Like, first of all, just just the fact that she practically wrote a poem about Shibari is 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 amazing because that that's my kind of king. She's my kind of girl right there. <laughs> Also, just the way that she did it is is so. Uh, I'm at a loss for words. It's, uh, hold on, kitty pool. Where's the kitty pool? But <laughs> <laughs> don't get it. Oh, she said, "Fold my knees at the foot of my nawashi." Now, the, the fact that I already knew what she was talking about, I didn't have to go look in the author notes. Was what made me like so excited. So I already knew what a nawashi was. So I got like so full blown imagery of everything, the braille type, the gag lips, the bondage flesh. It's she's it's like she hit my weak spot. I don't I can't make words right now, Bella. Go to Boo. Go to the next comment. <laughs> <laughs> Boo, are you ready to comment on this? My, my sexy little goddess over here, like, whoa. I mean, yeah, and just the way she read it was so so sensual and sexy, and she always laid it. The picture alone, Jesus, uh, beauty of tight binding. Is that what happens when you put that binding on? Because I need to get you some of that. Holy shit. Uh, <laughs> watching me kneel before you, pleasure, your your thoughts. That's like, wow. You know, she's. You know, you're gonna have a good time when you leave. You're gonna leave bruised, scratched, bites all over you, and you're gonna be happy. Caged um, lips and bondage flesh. This is, yeah. I am yours. She's totally succumbing to him, giving her whole self to him. I am at your command. Play me harder, me more. Wow. Yeah. She's in for a good time, and she's ready. To, she's a real woman, ready to, you know, ride hard. <laughs> For lack of better words, and she ain't fucking around. She's bringing her A game, right, Jay? Damn, that's good stuff. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Um. And one more. Wow, we're we're gonna get one more. Con- <laughs> one more con- oh, uh, comment. I can't even talk now. Thanks, Bella. One more comment. Uh, yeah. A little bit on time, but uh, we're going to go. Naomi, I'm going to give yeah. you the comment, and I'm going to ask you to read a poem for us, if you could. Okay. Oh, my gracious. I almost had an orgasm. <laughs> <laughs> no shit. I know. I got the loop for you. Oh, oh, my gracious. <laughs> Just her voice, oh, I die for her voice. Oh my gracious, like isn't that sexy? Her her voice alone. Yeah, um, I, I want to do her. Uh, yeah. I hell, I didn't understand half the words in this poem, but oh my gracious, I was just like sal sal uh, salivating here. <laughs> oh boy, by the end of it, I was just like, ugh. 
Oh, this is uh, like, uh, uh, this is fucking hot. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. Naomi, if you could go ahead and read uh, Heavenly Angels poem. Yeah, okay. This is called Shared With You, and it's a collaboration with Easy Writer, Heavenly Angel. My granddaddy left me a little patch of land out on a tree in country road. Blue bonnets grow wild, apple trees around, and my back, a crystal clear flows. I never thought I'd want to share my paradise until I looked into your eyes. Now I can envision sharing a little country home sitting under these western skies. Anything I ever owned, ever hoped to have, I would gladly share with you. I want us to build a life together, to share this love so loyal and true. That little country home, darling, sounds just heavenly. Anywhere would be paradise with you, I know. For you mean the whole wide world to me. From that first hello, you set my heart aglow. I could never live without this love that we now own. I picture us on that porch beneath those western skies, just you and I and that big old Texas moon alone, whispering sweet nothings, gazing into your sparkling eyes. I'll thank the brightest of the stars each and every night for sending you, my angel, and your sweet love to me. So set the date. I just can't wait to hold you tight in that little country home with you is where I long to be. And home. Oh, man. Look at this. The queen of romance is hitting it again. I really like this piece. It's from a couple of years back, but still, it it is a timeless piece. I love the feel behind it. I love the romance behind it. And I love how she ended up uh, bringing that uh, out. Uh, wonderful, wonderful piece. Jeez. What do you think about that? You know what? That's um, Michael Jackson song. It's, it's, it's very old, but it was just floating through my head. They don't care whether it's in the cottage or in the woods, but uh, you know that's what love will do. There you go, there you go. And uh, welcome to the show, Silk. Hey, Silk, how you doing? Hey, hey. hey. Looking for my mute hey. button as always, so I actually, uh, I got the tingle that I was going to get called on, so I actually got my mute button on time there. Yeah, you were going to get <laughs> called on because you're not the next to comment on open poetry. <laughs> uh-huh. 
Oh, there we go. Um, no, I, I like I like getting to hear another collab by these two. I heard I think I heard a different one last night, and it, it was really good. And, uh, I really enjoyed this one too. I like that that little country home darling sounds just heavenly. Anywhere would be paradise with you. I know, for you mean the whole wide world to me. From the that first hello, you set my heart aglow. It's just uh, it was a lovely and uh, piece just full of um, I thought romantic feelings, and um that deep uh, longing that comes between two souls when they're in love. And I just uh, I thought it was beautiful. I really enjoyed it. Wonderful. Naomi, you read it. What would you think? Oh, it was beautiful. Just so so sincere and pure and uh, like old-fashioned, you know, kind of love. Like when you see your grandparents together there and they've been together for years and years and they still love each other and all this feeling comes into into this poem i think it's it's a beautiful beautiful right and the 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 description the imagery throughout too and and you know you can just see that little home that in the country and and you know the the skies and the moon and the stars and that little swing, you know, and uh, it's just, it's beautiful. Very, it's just an uh, amazing angel. So, bravo on this, right? And I uh, hope, and writers, yes, just a wonderful co- collaboration. And uh, it, it uh, made, it created a beauty here. Wonderful comment. Boo, you get the uh, you get the next comment, and then we're going to have you read Lizzie's piece. Okay. Well, this pretty much talks about love. You know, when you want to share yourself and share everything that you have with that person. Which says, I never thought I wanted to share my paradise until I looked into your eyes. Real love about being totally open, letting someone in, sharing your life, your heart, your soul, dreams, all that stuff. Um, all that she's ever ho- ho- had, she's unselfishly willing to give to him. And that's really what love is, in my opinion. And um, a little country home sounds just heavenly. Who wouldn't want to be in a little country home heavenly with heavenly angels? I imagine that she just makes her man feel like a million bucks every day. And, uh <laughs> Brings it out in her words, like yeah, so beautiful there. And uh, hope you get your little country dream. And I'm All right, to too. You All may right. have to refresh because I needed I needed to refresh. But uh, Lizzie oh, okay. is on the board, Boo. Okay. Singing out the song. Montel, Lizzie. Go, Lizzie. Let's do us part. Within the depths howls arise the sound of nails scraping along cinder block crackling. Dripping drops of pebbles echo from within. Amber light cast from above as leaves shiver beneath. Blood-curdling screams silencing crickets amid the sing-along spring theme. Circular slab begins to slide, no hand seen as it glides, frozen in place. As feet cement to the ground, a familiar voice calls me out. Pale hands, bloody and scraped, till death do us part. The broken jaw said, she whispers, hell has no wrath like a woman scorned. As her twisted, mangled body begins to encroach, cracked jaw swings as she laughs. 
Time to serve hell with my beloved's wrath. End poem. <laughs> well, that was a lovely, lovely poem. You know, it's nice family-friendly stuff right there. Nice and uh, light. Safe, safe for the whole family. <laughs> this, this is like a, this is like a, 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 a lullaby. No, I'm joking. Wonderful, Dark. <laughs> uh, Lizzie is back. It's great to great to see uh, her right and dark again. Yeah. And uh, yeah. love this. Love this. Um, Dave, what do you think about this? Oh, I love the way Liz, Lizzie writes. She's uh, she's just uh, dark as it gets, and uh, but she does it with a lot of class, you know, and uh, uh, and descriptive, you know. Amber light cast from above as leaves shiver beneath blood curdling screams, while silencing crickets amid their sing sing along spring theme. You know, I mean, <laughs> you have to calm the kids down after after they heard this one. You know, <laughs> let's just make believe, little girl. You know, it's not really gonna um, happen to you. You know, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is cool. I, I love Lizzie. She's just a she's a she's a, a million dollar lady, and uh, she writes really great. And this is this is a wonderful, wonderful poem. I liked it. I think she's really pissed and, off, right, Jay? Or Something like that, Boo. Uh, Raz, what do you think about this? Yeah, I noticed that so fury like a woman scorned. And uh, you can feel sorry for the man who's married to uh, this kind who is really going to take it out on him for the rest of their life, even into senior years. <laughs> Great comment, great comment. And Boo, you read it, what'd you think? Yeah, the woman scorned is out to get him. And um, just the wording and the jaw, how you can hear it cracking and it's so um, visual. She's a woman on a mission who's pissed, I think. And uh, he probably deserves it too, you know. (laughs) So uh, I'm glad to see her back, that's for sure. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad to see her back, that's for sure, and um, come back strong. And this is her style, so it works for her forte. Beautifully done, Lizzie. Love you. All right, and I'm going to let Naomi have the last uh, comment on this, and then we're going to put Mocha's piece on the board. Uh, this is uh, maybe <laughs> the had the word shiver in it, and it made me like my skin crawl and shiver. And, uh, yeah, it's just uh, an amazing dark rite. And that first stanza there, within the depth, howls arise, the sound of nails scraping along cinder block, crackling, dripping drops of pebbles echo from within. Wow. And the, the language, the, the, the language she uses all throughout the, the way she puts it together in those lines, it's just uh, phenomenal. It's uh, just an amazing dark right here. So, wow. I'm going to read more of hers. I didn't, I haven't read, uh, I know Lizzie, but uh, I haven't read, uh, but I'll be reading more of her stuff because I like dark too. So, yeah, this is a great piece. All right. And good night to Heavenly Angel, yes, out on the board. Good night to a lot of people out there. And uh, Boo, this one's for you. 
So here you go. Have fun oh. with this, Sue. Oh. oh, boy. Swipe Right, a poem by Mocha868. Shall I share a secret? Beautiful women are often bored shitless. You see, <laughs> men use you're gorgeous the way lactose intolerant chocolate lovers use toilet paper. Frequently and with complete lack of sound judgment. Compliments to the flesh sack I inhabit and will forever know more intimately than you are frivolous and commonplace as Tinder dates to a pretty girl like me. And no, I don't use Tinder, so don't ask for it. Whatever happened <laughs> to flirting? Did it flit away with men's patience? Did courting get taken to court and sentenced as being too difficult for these boys to manage, with their brain capacities equally divided between sex money in their preferred video games. Did wooing wail like a banshee before throwing herself out of a hotel window after realizing romance is dead? In 2021 dating, a proclamation of love has become a hashtag Woman Crush Wednesday post. Whispers of admiration are only a double tap the heart away. Shared interests? Shared memes, shared secrets, sent nudes. For every drifting male gaze scrolling past, there's another bombshell influencing him to instantly gratify them both with the briefest, most unfulfilling romance known to men. Hard eyes emoji. Wow, beautiful pic. So yeah, boring. End poem. So damn true. Oh, yeah. This is hilarious. This is freaking hilarious. Welcome, welcome to 2021 dating. This is this is perfect for the for. Uh, for everything that we have heard on this show so far, more more humor, no more uh, bottom line. And no, I don't use Tinder, so don't ask. <laughs> neither do really? I. Neither no do kidding. I. There you go. There you go. Neither I love this. I would yeah, I yeah. would absolutely be remiss if I did not ask Naomi first on this. Naomi, what did oh. you think? Oh my gracious! And this is so true. And this is uh, 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 this is when you don't get like after the first like two lines or hello, a big photo of the guy's penis like right in your face, you know, on these sites. <laughs> <laughs> you want an interesting conversation? <laughs> I'm sorry. It's so true, you know. 
And then uh, there's no, no, uh, no, no shitting romance left, you know, in these guys. (laughs) It's just like in your face, you know, it it just sums up everything. It's just, it's just an amazing, amazing ride. Uh, mocha it's it's just so true <laughs> like i live this every every day it's like it's so true <laughs> thank you naomi she what do you think i should i think a lot of women uh experiences you know and you know mm-hmm. my heart uh passed away from six or seven evenings and uh, I've been celebrating, and, you know, the, the dating world has absolutely changed, right? And, <laughs> you know, between me and my husband, you know, we used to, you know, love the ground that both of us walked on, you know, pillow fights in the bed, whatever the case may be, on a Sunday. Sometimes we never get out of the bed. We would go to there sleep, you go. Sex, go to sleep, have sex. We would forget to eat for the whole weekend because we didn't want to be oh, together. Oh, I love that. So let me tell you something. <laughs> Once you have the first taste of honey, you can go back to the ladder. I'm extremely romantic. <laughs> and I will not accept less just because I'm single now. So it has been <laughs> over five years that I've been celibate, but I've had peace. And there's not a man in the world that changes that. Not me. And you come correct and you don't come at all. Because I was right away. I'd be by myself. Damn right, damn right. Then to deal huh? with anything less than what's expected of them. Because I'm going to carry myself as a lady. And I don't do less than a gentleman. Yeah. <laughs> There you go. There you go. Excellent, excellent comment. All right. I need to hold one. I, I need to hold a guy's feet to the fire. So, Silk, <laughs> comment, please. Silk. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I, I totally dug this, and uh, I love the I love the rant, the, uh, the the touch of humor, and, uh, and it's very true. I mean, uh, yeah, but I also think it's on both sides it's gotten like this because I've seen a lot of women. And they'll yeah. just, especially younger women, that don't like they'll they think they're that they think the conversation is just them sending you is, hey, yeah. and nothing hey. else. And yeah. like, hey, yeah. and then they, they'll send it to you like every day, like hey. And I'm like, hey, so, so tell them your theory. Then, uh, about you don't date the women under the age of whatever you say, twenty-seven. <laughs> oh, usually twenty-seven, yeah, because uh, I usually that's kind of my age limit there. <laughs> It's usually the drama. Or, or you'll try to be clever, and then they don't get it. <laughs> or uh, whatever. And they're like, That's bullshit. You'll throw some shit at them like a well-known book, and they're just like, uh. <laughs> yeah, right. Or they'll do that, hey, I'm shy. You do the talking. Like, yeah. yeah. I, have really built, I have really built this up for the crescendo <laughs> of our comments on this. Boo. There you go. What do you think? Oh. No, I love what she says. You're bored. We're bored. Bored shitless, you know. And then you, you're gorgeous. I love the way lactose intolerant chocolate lovers use toilet paper frequently and without complete lack of sound judgment. 
Yeah, I agree with you. As as on this site, there is some just pieces that are just. I mean, if you write something sensual, you're a slut. If you don't, you know, if you don't want to talk to them, you're a bitch. And if you do, then you're a skank. And so it's like you just can't seem to to win no matter how you look at it. And if you're friends with somebody, you're fucking them. And if you're not, then you should be. And uh, it's just, you know, it's just crazy. Um, What happened to flirting? I agree. The men flirting, like, I'm sorry, but, you know, I want to say something, but that's flirting. But men, can, some of some some of these guys consider flirting is not flirting. You know, I'm sorry, like that's no. over isn't like flirting. You know, not intelligent flirting. It's anything yeah. but intelligent. <laughs> Uh, got a white liver or something like that, and come over here and get bit, because, you know, I got a line. And it's just, <laughs> <laughs> think about this man because that is sorry, not like that. Meeting, it is I a want to meet you and get a dick You're not take it too far, and if you come over here wrong, I will bite you. In the wrong <laughs> Oh, there we go. I'm sorry, but if I, if I want a dick pic, I'll ask you for a dick pic. Come on, you know. Have Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, really. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I don't get a call back, and I can't talk to you anymore. You just listen to them. You can do unless they ask. There you go. Awesome. There you go. <laughs> I will tell you, I have a problem right. with dick pics. Let's see some crazy guys on here too on AP that will put up a girl just because they're cute or something and say hey and then just send them a dick pic. I've heard about it lots of times. And I don't yeah, even get true. that. It's so true. It's so true. It's like, <laughs> hey, blam, there you go. Yeah, there. You know, that's so insane. Get a clue, <laughs> fucker. Seriously. Yeah, All I know right. where your dick's at if I want to look at it and or touch it. I'm pretty sure I know where it's at. Ridiculous. Okay, sorry, Jay. Okay. <laughs> no problem, no problem. <laughs> I don't need to roll right. back to your dick. All right. No problem. Down, boo, down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. All right, here we go. Um, I'm going to be reading Dylan's piece next, and uh, he's out on the boards, been supporting us all night, and this is called Antihero, and it goes like this. Antihero <laughs> by exiled, exiled King. Nightly endeavors and lonely favors. Gen Z is a husk for millennials, divided by chaos with only a few rays of light. But it's not the end. For those who cherish a good fight, life isn't always fair, and people choose dishonesty. The side of kindness is tricky, so it's good to show your cutthroat. Only half these phantoms belong in the vineyard. Drunk on lucid dreams like an old bard, me dispiace. End poem. Wow. Oh, this is, yeah, this is this is deep, my brother. <laughs> you know, um, mm-hmm. Dylan is uh, very supportive, and I really appreciate him coming and dropping this <clears throat> on the show. There's a lot of depth behind this, and it, and it shows it's a generational right. Um, and I, I like that because because it's a message uh, for the particular generation that he, he comes from. And it is something that, uh, 
is it's a very philosophical right too because it it, it opens up a lot of questions and a lot a lot of thinking. Mm-hmm. I, I think you did a great job with this, my friend. And uh, let me get some comments for you. I am going to start the comments off with. Um, Let's start the comments up. Dave, I'm going to start with you. How about that? Oh, that sounds great. Um, yeah, this is a this is definitely a timely statement about the generation that he is in. Um, it, it does my heart good to see somebody actually realize this and show some introspection because a lot of the people, uh, you know, that, uh, you know, fit into this poem uh, – I don't think they ever look in the mirror, you know. Uh, they just put their clothes on and haul ass out the door, and that's the end of it. And they don't think about themselves, you know. They don't think about what's fair or, or what's what's dishonest, you know. Um, they're the same kind of people that you see down in the street beating the shit out of somebody else because they didn't vote the way they wanted them to or, or, or whatever. It's just all of that kind of stuff is just pure, unadulterated horse shit. And um, I don't have the time of day for it. And um, I'm really pleased to see him uh, outline this so well. You know, it, it's, uh, I mean, that's what I took away from it. You know, you can interpret it probably a thousand different ways. But uh, to me, that's uh, that's what this poem spoke to me about. And, uh, uh, you know, uh, I just, I think it's time that the whole goddamn world calms down a little bit. And, uh you know, we saw that on the show last night where we're trying to people were trying to get cheered up and and and, and uh, put an end to some of this monkey business. And um, now he's outlining some of the things in this. And at least that's my take on it. It's a well done poem. Great comment, uh, Mocha. What do you think about it? Oh, I loved it because he is right, and uh, I can relate to it because he's talking about people in my generation <laughs> for millennials divided by chaos with only a few rays of light, but it is not the end for those who cherish a good fight. It immediately makes me think of uh, the sort of liberal war that happens uh, a lot online uh, between Gen Z and millennials. A lot of people like to say, oh, millennials are like the snowflake generation because in general, most millennials are a lot more liber- liberal about uh certain things uh, in politics, uh, in, uh, social situations, things like uh, the LGBT community. We're just generally more open. But Gen Z, <laughs> there's, a, there's like a little war between millennials and Gen Z because even the millennials think that Gen Z is liberal to the point of being ridiculous, to the point where it's almost not even liberalism anymore. It's kind of just anything goes. And that's a big sort of thing that's been happening with the generation for a while. There's this whole concept of keyboard warriors and like online social activists, you know, people who always want to tweet the most in terms of social activism and like Black Lives Matter and any any freaking issue that comes up. People always want to say the most because on, on social media. And then actually when it comes to backing that up, by actions, they they don't do anything. So there's, there's so much little issues that he touched on here in this short poem, and I think this is so well written. There is so much depth in it, 
there's so much truth in it. What's that last line mean? Is, does anybody know? Is it Italian? Uh, what is media? What is that? It's uh, my, is it my displaced? Hold on, hold on. I know it's definitely, I think you're right out on it as Italian. Um, hold on, let me, let me check. I'm sorry. What is is it I'm patient? sorry? Yeah, yeah, I am sorry. Sorry? Oh my God, that's like the tagline for millennials. I'm sorry. <laughs> we always say that shit. Uh, they're a horribly traumatized generation. But did that, even that is very impactful uh, now that I know what it means. All right. And I'm going to have to change up the the uh, order a little bit. Raz, what do you think about uh, that poem? Yeah, I don't perceive the previous panelists looking at the subgenre here, dark, teen, and hope. And uh, what was criticized was more or less the effects of Generation X on social media. This is a whole new one, which is younger now, and there's all that more dangers to ever being online because you have uh, access to the net in a way of mass production that it's frequent for anyone who's young to actually be exposed to the contents that go on there. It's along the lines of how TikTok has a child version and, uh, you know, all we know about that program is a heavy endorsement of exploiting people sexually. So there's just only more danger that adds to this younger generation of Z as to uh, what their exposure is going to be like with that. All right. Excellent. Excellent comment. And um, what we're going to do is I'm going to, change it up a little bit. I want to get Robert in, and then we'll get Raz in, uh, and then we'll get Silk, because Robert is out on the board, and we don't want to lose. Uh, we're going to be uh, dropping off the board in about five minutes here, and uh, everybody who's on the phone, stick around, because we will have overtime. There's no doubt about that. Um, Dave, can you read Robert's poem for us? Um, yeah, I sure can. All right. Um, Man of La Mancha by Robert Oleski. I am Don Quixote, the Lord of, the, of La Mancha. I am Knight of the Woeful Countenance, the earthquake that will bring windmills to their knees, drop their wings, run where the brave dare not go, fight the unbeatable foe, make you my queen, Dulcina. Dulcina? In my quest to follow your star will cause calm storms to whisper while winds of fortune carry me onward. Dream the impossible dream, only be true to this glorious quest. Sing love songs into your ears. Wherever I go, my lady shall be my dear Dulcina. Sancho Paza, mount my horse, Rosina. Rosinante, I don't, I don't know. Uh, and your dapple, my destiny calls, and I grow, go into the world to right all wrongs. The, the one man, Don Quixote de la Mancha, no longer young, bony, hollow-faced eyes that burn with the fire of inner vision, 
scorned and covered with scars, still strove with the last ounce of courage to reach the unreachable dream. Trumpets of glory call him to ride the mission of the errant knight, rides with his lance at full tilt, fighting the windmills of La Mancha to conquer heart of his queen, a sturdy peasant girl, Aldonza Lorenza, the local inn-servant, renamed Dulcinea Del Tubaso, Dulcinea, Dulcinea, I see heaven when I see Dulcinea, and thy name is like a prayer, an angel whispers, Dulcinea, and poem. I want to say great, well, great job, up the words. Uh, Dave, on this. It, it, it was hard. It was hard, you know, but you did great. You did great. Um, <laughs> and, uh, yep, Sancho Panza, yeah, Mount My Horse, Rokonate. Yeah, this is, this is you know, I even I would have had trouble with this. Trust me, I would have had real, oh, real yeah. trouble with this. I would have that Yes, but uh, you did great, Dave. Uh, Robert, Thank this you. is a great poem. Loved it. Loved the storytelling. Uh, Don Quixote. Yeah. Uh, the Man from La Mancha is one of my favorite stories. I, I really enjoy that. I, it's messed up. Is a person with uh, oh hell uh, yeah, Don Quixote is fantastic. Yep. <laughs> yes, it really yeah, is. No uh, the delusion. The delusions behind him, I think, are the greatest parts about him. And uh, before oh, yeah. the yeah, book's just hilarity from beginning to end. And I, I love the, I love it when they get beat up, and him and Sancho are just like laying back and talking about their plight. It's just hilarious. <laughs> it really is. It really is. I want to thank uh, these people for calling: Rack, Chi, uh, Dave, uh, Mocha, Naomi, Raz, Salwa, Silk. And people on the board, uh, Dylan Angel, Lizzie Hippie, Robert, Tila, uh, Boo, for everything you do. We appreciate you greatly, and we will continue in time here. We're going to lose people out on the board in about 90 seconds. So Hi, let Lord. me get a comment. Silk, go ahead, uh, start the comment. Yeah, I have to say, too, Don Quixote, I was one of, surprisingly one of my favorite book series. I started reading it at first, thinking it was going to be like some old, dusty, like, drab book. And uh, then I was like, I was so very surprised that uh, it was actually one of the best books I ever read. And, uh, yeah, the, the whole book is just, uh, it's just a comedy of errors and and hilarity going on because uh, cause Don Quixote, yeah, he's just, He's read so many chivalric uh, novels and books that uh, he thinks he's the great knight. And everything he just sees, he sees through that lens. And it just leads to to the worst kind of plights that him and he gets him and Sancho into the whole series. And uh, I thought this, uh, I thought he did a great tribute here writing this. Um, I loved how he worked in that uh, title, the, the Knight with the Woeful Continents. And uh, that was one of the, the the titles that he was given because he got beat up so badly. He just looked like a complete and total uh, wreck, I guess. And, uh, but um, no, this is, this is an amazing piece. I, I really liked it. And yeah, anything Don Quixote for me really does it. So. Excellent. Excellent. Let's, let's hear from the teacher herself, uh, Naomi. <laughs> yeah. This is a, a wonderful narrative of the whole, the, of the whole novel here, it's just uh, wonderfully 
and it can and it captures the way he uses the language throughout too, you know, with that feeling of the of a like the uh, sort of even if it's straightforward kind of it still captures the whole uh, essence of that feeling like like um it's silk that just talked. Yes. Yeah, like Silk said. And uh yeah, it's just wonderful story storytelling here. And uh bravo Robert, it's amazing. I just I really like this piece. And Dave, you read it, what do you think about the poem? Oh, well, uh, I'm ashamed to say that uh, I haven't read Don Quixote, uh, and I was listening to um, uh, <laughs> what was said. Huh? <laughs> I, I was I was listening to what someone else said about it, and uh, uh, I could just imagine this old dude, you know, <laughs> delusional as he might be. Uh, anyway, I like the way this poem uh, was written. I'm sorry I botched the words up on it. I'm, you know, I, I don't read in that uh, genre very often. You know, I don't. I thought you did It's just kind of okay. But anyway, uh, I like the uh, I like the the way the the storyline went on it, and I, and I thought it was uh, um, f- funny in in an odd sort of way. Uh, you know, I it just. Uh, I think I read one of his poems last night on the air too, if, if I remember right. Anyway, uh, uh, yeah, this was this was yeah, this was pretty cool. Um, I like his stuff. You guys can assign me as the assigned reader for him if you want. <laughs> I'm just fooling you, oh. but <laughs> all right. Anyhow, I'm going to tell you, uh, yeah. During over during overtime, we are going to try to get a. Um, a Lawrence 67 right for Raz to read here. So, Raz, um, you get you <laughs> you go ahead and get the comment uh, on that poem, and then we're going to put your poem on the board. Yeah, there's definitely a, that controversy with Don Quixote. If he's really an idiot savant, because of all his heroic deeds, they all appear to be hallucinations or delusions. But uh, I think. Uh, what there was of uh, the writer Savant has wanted to emphasize possibly the morale that uh, one can accomplish much more than it seems on the surface. Who knows? Great comment. Yeah, that is a great comment. Uh, you're up, my friend. This poem is called Early Planning Gateway. We have been taking down statements. What is the meaning? Project coordinator interrogated the bottom line subcontracting building planner. An instrumental crime without legal ramifications was 100 million dead of the mortality rate to Golden Dawn, decade resuming. Saturday cartoon brainwashing, mixed messages, question reality, radar temperature. What controlled the Bosnian realism, the simulator Dianetics running was presumably human and the assumption reset itself so the federal regulation would never pass the House Budget Committee. Human experimentation was the hands of a single species children's matinee at the Majestic 12. Resistance to change is pulling the power lines by electromagnetic force. 
Hob lights resonating the county skyline vantage horizontal. The venison animity reticulates the quagmire come to life serial killer freak sideshow. Taper with the soiled ironing and the dust storm blunt. Pittsburgh had issues a radical Republican and a suspected threat would hardly paint an outspoken rebuttal at the town meeting. Filling station gas low. The screw driving drain pipe to tap dancing monkey business. Refuel on the desolate highway 662 stretch of fleeting detail eluded the expert forensic team. Hillside hayride short bow hounded bleeding resort to conspiracy theories are the aspiration funding to catch 22,000 statistical probability of redefining real terms. Antidioxide drinks, the energy formula is extra's qualification, while the biotoxicity levels exposed through the moisture of aggravation, cloak and field, dampens. The Flax and Midwest Pet Food Co. supplies contaminated offering 3,000 owner dogs choked for the master mixing, pleasing. The FBI illegally spying on Lennon in the 70s is a reissue Nixon covered in Rolling Stones. Frank Olson found in cold blood with the cut-up marks, Geiger counter, elemental bronze. Last person who told you what it was doesn't mean you have it now. Office skate, foggy mirror, hallway, steam brimming. Extraterrestrial life form experimenting with the population manifold obtained. The doctored intelligence subconscious fears. Approximate 1,700 potential watchers. The brightest is an adamant coma headed. Three million year ago, comet struck. Hallucination and current. Disguised truth to be absolute proof withstanding. Ultimate revelation. Goblin masquerading the flesh-eating fetish of ghouls to the extraterrestrials taking bodily samples. Barney Hill was the first reported abduction. Early 60s to signify Canyon Mountain and Old Man Mountain. Increased intermittent voltage depending on the max walk. The serpent is lessons. Attained from the times following Earth, and the lines typification of the domains representing the supreme ruler of the souls, adios ex machina, remind the man these imposed boundaries. If the serpent could, he would eat alive the lion for the fall of the kingdom. Empirical knowledge states other experiences never occurred to the individual to judge the extent of valid qualifications to physical law recourse. It was here, 30 years later, the circumvented hostile warning signs persisted, mute of the five senses detection to outside manipulation. Dang, dang, dang. Listen to this, okay? And, and this, is, this is what uh, really, really sparked, uh, sparked me on this poem because it went from I, – I think this is almost like the uh, – the way the brain works, the uh, shifting from one thought to the next thought to the next thought, we cannot really grasp a hold of how the thoughts transpose or, or tra- transfer from one thought to the next, but they transfer in such a fast and complex way that it just happens. And I, and I take this this line right here that just blew me away. The venison enmity reticulates the quagmire to come to life serial killer freak show side tapered sideshow tapered with the solid ironing and the dust storm blunt you know something like that it just 
boom, 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 hits you, hits you, hits you. You jump from one thought to the next thought to the next thought. Um, and it's, it's, it is almost like, it, it's almost like the mechanics of the brain and, and you're flashing here and you're flashing there. I really like the way that this one, this one reads because it reads in such, in such a way that absolutely, um, makes us go all over the place. And, and, uh, I, I read your author's notes, the brain, it, of itself is an electrical machine. And that's what I, I see. I see the, the machine processing over and over again, different types of information. Excellent job there, um, Raz. Let me get a comment. Let me start the comments off with uh, Naomi on this. Naomi, what do you think about this one? Uh, this is a packed full A. It just, well, it, takes you everywhere but at the same time it's it's like it's dark and it's um I don't know if it was meant but to me it's stroke out like like just slashing you know dark and uh the line that stuck out to me was if the serpent could he would eat alive the lion for the fall the kingdom uh, and that's so true, you know, the, what I get out of that line is, you know, all the lies that go around, you know, it would eat, it would eat everything out. And, uh, and just the way that uh, it takes, like, I don't know your, what you work in or what you do, but this takes an awful lot of, uh, of, um, like, it, and uh, just like crazy culture and uh, vocabulary to write something like this. It's just packed full of like everything in here. And uh, it's just wow. It wowed me away. So bravo, Raz. An amazing write. Thanks, Naomi. This is uh, primarily on extraterrestrials, but uh, yeah. I did not, in fact, meant it to be easily read. So I apologize for setting that kind of barrier with the, the audience here. No, it's okay. It's okay perfectly. And we're talking about someone who loves outer space. Dave, what do you think about that? <laughs> well, this one here is like standing in front of a minigun and getting hosed down with all these different words and stuff. Um, it, it reminds me of uh, the, like the synapses in the brain going from one to another. There's so much information that's shot at you mm. here that it, it actually derails my thinking process because I'm one of these kind of people that analyze things right down to the subatomic level. You, you know, I, I just, uh, it just comes from my background as being a mechanic and 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 that sort of thing. And um, uh, you know, I like I like Raz's stuff. Most of it I can't follow, uh, but that's no reflection on him. That's that's on me. But uh, you know, this was uh, there was one of the things that I one of the uh, lines that stood out to me was any dioxide drinks the energy formula of dextrose qualification while a Biotoxicity levels exposed through the moisture evaporation cloak and field dampens 
the Flaxen Midwest Pet Food Company supplies contaminated offerings, 3,000 owner dogs choked for the master mixing pleasing. Uh, and then this other one right below it, the FBI illegally spying on Lennon in the 70s in the reissue Nixon cover to the Rolling Stones. That two lines there are supposed to be the loudest to me because I remember all that Mickey Mouse bullshit that was going on in the 70s. And uh, uh, so yeah. the best I can do it's for you, Raz. Where politics started headed by the 70s that there was uh, more of an open mind if extraterrestrials were possibly real. But the connection here is mm-hmm. that uh, the government would cover it up. So you have John Lennon, who was yeah. originally the first person ever on Rolling Stones, replaced by uh, a corrupt president like Nixon. Yeah, no shit. Is from thinking that the aliens are real now. Mm-hmm. Wow. Well, I, I you oh, know man. I have to. I think that I, I actually think there's just something going on up there. Uh, there's just too, way too much evidence to the contrary. And it pisses me off that the government tries to cover all this shit up. They won't tell you jack shit about Area 51. They won't tell you jack shit about any of this other stuff. Uh, they declassified a lot of military uh, video footage of, of these situations. In fact, I just watched one uh, uh, off of a, a Navy camera in a, in a uh, F-18 Hornet that uh, they, they were uh, – these – UFOs were shadowing a naval exercise off the coast of San Diego. And, um, you know, that's, that, you know, that's the real shit. I mean, radars don't bounce off of nothing. You know, they don't bounce off of bullshit. You know, they, they bounce off of real objects, you know, and give you a video return on it. That's the way the damn things work, you know, so. It was called Project Something's Starlight and then denied by the Senate hearing of having any information of which they could divulge. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. I could, uh, I could talk I'm gonna for let an hour on Silk, <laughs> I know. I know. I'm going to have Silk make a last comment on this, and then we're going to go ahead and put his piece on the board. Silk, the button. Button. Yeah, I was going to type out this big uh, explanation on the board, and then I couldn't find my button. <clears throat> but no, Raz, I, I dug this too. And I, I, if you said uh, extraterrestrial, I did it. I, I kind of got it a little bit more too. And uh, but to me, I liked it because it, it read kind of like a flow of consciousness, right? Too, which I'm always kind of into that. Like like how JCA was kind of saying how one thought leads into the next, and uh, and to me, it was kind of like they were just. Uh, like maybe sat down and wrote this all out real quickly, maybe uh, kind of right, or it's like one of those rights that just come to you is how I read it. And uh, I loved all the different um, things you wrote in here, especially how you were talking about, oh, where was it? Um, uh, oh, right down here, I think, where you were talking about um, the FBI and, uh, oh, yeah, right here. About the Midwest Pet Food Company supplies contaminated offering 3,000 Owner dogs choked to the master of mixing pleasing. The FBI illegally spy on Lennon in the 70s. Reassure Nixon cover to the Rolling Stones. And then Frank Olson. I really liked how you just threw in a bunch of uh, figures into here, and that, that really gave it some extra flavor. And uh, it was just a great piece. I really enjoyed it. 
think so. Coulson was an original head of MK Ultra when it was found in the 1940s. They had called that group of the government the Majestic 12, which is also there in the piece. All right. Let me, okay, get, cool. uh, Silk, let me get Silk's piece on the board here. And uh, Silk, you're up. Okay, here we go. Sure thing. This is called uh, Narcotic Songs. It's kind of a vignette. At least my version of a vignette. Give me the needle again, my love. I crave the poison of your veins. Stick it deep. Saw my blood, how pretty it looks, splashing into amber. Plunge a hundred dollars into my stream so I may taste again of heaven, which is as close as I will come. Have the blackest rays of your midnight stars crawl beneath my veins as the poisonous butterflies beauty lures unto death. Quietest, you trap my whispers of undying fealty and strands of gossamer. Where they flutter till they hang spent beneath thy darkened shroud, prisoners of their own lament. Would it be I worship at the desecrated altar of your perfect voice, sing you ecstasies vibrating within the deepest throes of my necrotic song, lapping the unquenchable ferocity of your harlotous exhalations until thy burning rivers satiate the necrotic ache of my delirious tongue. I will come to you in the lingering shadows where lights of dying galaxies fade to claim thy blood beating savagely against thy breast and surrender completely unto the fire that hangs upon your every breath. Sometimes. Dang! Uh, you know, I'm, I, I take a look at this and, and especially that beginning there that just jumps out like, um, um, something that's in your veins, you know, I'm, I'm like, is this, is this, uh, almost like a, a, a drug here? Is this like some, an injection? And then, mm-hmm. and then you go into sensuality yeah. of the piece and I'm like, hell yeah, it's an injection. That's the kind of injection I want. <laughs> Great. Great job. There we go. Yeah, that, that was that, yeah, that was that was kick ass. Uh Mocha, what do you think? Um so I still can't help but be sexy, can he? He's talking about what I assume he's talking about is the heroin addiction. That's what it brought to mind to me, the needle poison in your veins. Plunge a hundred dollars yeah. into yeah. the street. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah. that was a great line. Um, the blackest mm-hmm. rays of your midnight stars fall beneath my veins. I know for a fact we don't have a lot of heroin addicts here where I'm from, but all the documentaries that I've watched on it, uh, apparently when people inject heroin, their veins do actually start showing black. It's, I think those, those are the track marks they're called. Um, so mm-hmm. I got all of that oh, yeah, imagery, and even yeah, even when he went sensual, I did not picture him, you know, like having actual affairs with another person. I pictured it as his relationship with the drug itself, mm-hmm. and how the drug mm-hmm. made him feel. And it this actually reminds me a lot of Raz's piece on addiction, 
um, that he did that one show. They're very similar um, in the, the imagery and how they describe what it feels like to be addicted. It's, it's something that's almost sensual for them, that level of addiction. I think you brought it out really, really well. And the fact that you read sexy actually adds a whole different dimension to it in this context specifically. Um, and it, it's really fun. Great poem, so. Thank you, Raz. Raz, what do you think? Yeah, I believe the poem she's referring to is Jesse dripped off the nervous system. But yep. I, I don't find a relation here with Silk's poem. He's speaking of uh, the inevitable rapture uh, is what I'm seeing from the right with when you're high off heroin. It sends so many endorphins flooding into your system that it's like uh, going through a state of ecstasy that's been chemically induced by the narcotic substance or what's known as the initial rush. And that lasts 10 to 20 minutes, how it becomes addictive habit forming and then ultimately even uh, a health risk that can uh, transpire into fatality. So uh, there's plenty here on that initial rush that it's very much uh, like you're in the throes of uh, sexual intercourse, but at the same time, it's just something that's going on with you biologically. Awesome comment. Awesome, awesome freaking comment. Dave, what do you think? Um, yeah, I like this a lot. You know, um, <clears throat> I, I just wrote a poem not too long ago, a couple of days ago, maybe, as a matter of fact, about um, the dark mother and, um, and being intimate with her. And, uh, you know, I, I especially like the, the uh, first stanza up here. It says, I give the needle again, my love. I crave the poison of your veins. Stick it in deep. Stick it deep draw my blood, how pretty it looks splashing into amber. Um, you know, I was using that, uh, that the dark mother's uh, blood contains photons, and they run around in there, and, and her skin is sort of transparent, and you can see that. And so uh, this, this particular uh, thing, poem, appealed to me in, in that respect, and... Uh, I can see I can see where uh, Mocha said that she sees parts of the parts of an addiction a heroin addiction in here. Um, you know it says talks about uh, uh, plunge a hundred dollars into my streams. I don't know. I've never used that stuff. I, I don't know what, how, what it costs for a hit of it or anything else. You know, but the closest thing I ever <laughs> come to was a little bit of pot, but. Uh, Anyway, I, I like this because it has an underlying, uh, to me, it has an underlying sexuality to it, and uh, it, it is it is a sensually written piece, and, um, you know, Silk's really good at this sort of thing, and uh, I, I like the darkness of it, and, uh, you know, it's just, it's just a cool poem. I like it very much. All right. Maggie's go for fifty bucks on the street. Okay. 
Let that the rehab nurse herself. Boo. Boo, what do you think about that? Yeah. It kind of reminds me of your narcotic lip gloss, too. You know how I love that poem. But, um, you know, you, people fantasize it. They fantasize it in movies and in magazines. And what they see, it's, it's in and it's chick. And it's the whole love affair with the drug. Not just the drug, but the ritual of buying the drugs, getting the drug, setting it all up, doing it. You know, they're addicted to that high. And then you hear, like, it's like one long orgasm. I mean, who doesn't want that, <laughs> right? But don't tell you the stuff that goes along with it. It is so romanticized, especially, I think, now. Um, and you describe it so well. Then it does become your lover and your devil and your best friend and your nightmare and all of that stuff, um, the highest high and the lowest low. And I think you described it so well here, how it is, does become your lover. I mean, it's really, really good and makes it realistic, I think. Would it be I worship at the descendant altar of your perfect voice, sing your ecstasies? There you go. That says it all. And I love the title, too. And um, I'm glad you don't sing that song anymore, Silk. Great poem. There's no risk of fatality with herbs. No, that's what I'm saying. I smoke weed. I cannot relate to this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and you're yeah. lucky because if you do, yeah, you I kind of get out. <laughs> yeah, I kind of partied like a rock star in my late teens and early twenties. So. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, this is one girlfriend right. you don't want. You definitely don't want. <laughs> All right, boo, putting you to work. Uh oh. Okay. <laughs> Um, getting over there, sorry. I was writing something in script. Okay, Tila. Teal Sea. Take me in this beauty, turquoise and teal sea, cool breeze, lovely teal houses with a lovely Miranda, hot sand cycling to a bazaar, drinking tropical fruit, fresh juice, long pines of coconut tree, a boat ride to nearest shore, enjoying children, building sandcastles, collecting seashells, pebbles, Waves moving to and fro, birds diving into the sea, holding a catch. Okay, such a beautiful sky. Everyone enjoying beautiful cobalt sky. All houses close to one another. Tourism enjoying on the backyard. Swimming, sunbathing, listening music to reggae songs and poems. Oh, well, that sounds fun. <laughs> That's yeah, no shit, don't it? That's so cute. It really does. So cute yeah. and so clever. Come on. <laughs> I, I like it. I like this. All right. I think yeah. I, I, I think she might have brought us to Tobago, uh, Mocha, did she? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> Pass it over no, here, Mocha. I look at the picture and I'm like, this looks like somebody yard. Like, I know this person. <laughs> Um, and the the direct the direction she took in describing it, I'm like this this is a day in in my life, <laughs> on a, a good day when I go to the beach. That she described it perfectly. Uh, teal houses. We do actually paint houses this ridiculous teal color that she has in the picture. I don't know why people choose that color for their houses, but uh, I guess they like it. But the the teal houses, the veranda, the sand do be hot sometimes. Sometimes it gets so hot there that you have to wear slippers on the beach. The sand is that hot. Uh, drinking fresh tropical juice, uh, long pines of coconut trees, boat rides. Oh God, well that's fully our training thing. Like we've we've made parties of boat rides. Um, it's it's very apt. It's 
still very oh. tropical and, and Caribbean and especially the reggae music. Come on. She she nailed this so well. <laughs> yeah. And uh Dave Dave, what do you think? Oh, I love this. I love Tila. She's just way too much fun. And uh you know, I could <laughs> I, I really like the thing about the reggae songs and sitting sitting on a you know, on on a porch you know, with my guitar and and having uh, Boo there with a keyboard and uh, you know jamming some <laughs> jamming some stuff, uh, huh, some reggae music and uh, smoking a little dope and, and um, you know drinking some uh, coconut juice with some rum in it maybe or something or whatever the hell they <laughs> make it out of. You know, I I could dig the shit out of this. You know, I don't give a damn what color the house is. It looks like a fun time to me. You know. So um, I thought this was great. It was really, really fun. Uh, Taylor has a really lovely soul, and she shows it every time she writes, and she's one of my faves. So anyway, uh, this is great. <laughs> great Party comment. At and house. boo. Party at Keyless House. Boo. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Let's do that. <laughs> yeah, this just sounds like a good afternoon to me. I mean, you got some weed, you got some reggae, you got your friends, you got the beach and the sun and the coconut drinks, his little umbrella in there. I mean, what more do you need? And um, she made it seem so inviting and colorful. And uh, I'm down. Come pick me up, Dave. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Let's do it. Let's I would like to say for the record, though, that one stereotype is incorrect. We do not be drinking out of the coconut with an umbrella. We'll just stick a straw in that bitch. We don't. Care for That's umbrellas. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's and uh, Rad, get the last say. Yeah, it takes you on that tropical island paradise mode, you know. It's a bit like uh, the Madonna song. The Madonna song. You want to come, Rad? Awesome. Come. Wait. Wait. Everybody wait, everybody. Wait, wait, boo. Rad, what time is it? <laughs> yeah, no way. I myself have to read for Lauren 67, right? <laughs> that time? That is correct. Yeah, that's your job. Is, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you, Mocha's been waiting all day for this one, Raz. So here you go. <laughs> yeah, we aim to please here at La Cochonne. <laughs> So here's Lauren67 in, are you kidding me? The Adventures of Nigel the Fat Cat and his homie Alfie in, are you kidding me? Nigel, hey bro, you looking at me cross? What about you, homie? You think you may want some of the Nigel? You better recognize Alfie, hey Nigel. What you doing, Nigel? Oh, hey, Alfie. I'm just messing with the new neighbors who came to visit the warden. I give them the housewarming party. Watch this. Hey, little boy. Come here. You want to play? Yeah. Meow. Hiss. Little boy. <laughs> Yikes. Backflip into invented double somersault in the pike position. USA 9, <laughs> China 9, Russia 3.5. Nigel, ah, oh, the Russian judge is always way too tough. Alfie, can I try Nigel, please? 
Nigel, okay, Alfie, here. Comes that little girl. Let's see what she got. Alfie. Hey, little girl. Little girl. Come here. You want to play? Yeah, meow. Grrr. Little girl. Wow. Ah, mommy. 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 What's wrong, precious? What happened? Little girl. <laughs> mommy, that mean old cat has got rabies. It thinks it's a dog and tried to bite me. I'm scared, mommy. Nigel. Alfie, that was mean. You made that poor little girl cry. Now here comes your mother and the little girl. Nigel, grow meow. <laughs> Alfie, grow meow, grow, grow, meow. Little girl, let's play. <laughs> Mommy, run, punches. They both have rabies. They're crazy cats. Run, run. Don't look back. <laughs> Oh my God! <laughs> yes, yes, yes! You brought it to a whole new level, brother. That was great, Lawrence. This was the this was one of the best ones yet. I love this. We have to have more of Alfie and Nigel uh, interacting with people and freaking them the hell out. I love this. This is absolutely phenomenal. phenomenal. Oh, great job. Dave, what do you think about this one? Dave, the button. The button, Dave. The button. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. I got it. <laughs> uh, I thought this was funny as hell, you know. I mean, uh, who doesn't like to scare people once in a while, you know, especially if they're noisy, brand-new fucking neighbors that don't have any respect for you. You know, I kind of kind of the way I read this a little bit. Um, you know, and I love the I love the thing about <laughs> about the uh judging, you know, USA nine, China nine, Russia three point five, ah, the Russian judge is always way too tough. No shit, you know. Uh <laughs> that's 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 the only way their their athletes are gonna win anything is <laughs> you know. But uh yeah, this is funny and, and uh I like the I like the mother's reaction to the little girl. She got the shit scared out of her and it runs home to mommy and mommy says, What's wrong, Precious? What happened? And then me and old cat's got rabies. <laughs> yeah, I could I could probably look like I got rabies sometimes when I get up. So anyway, this is funny. I, I think we need more of this kind of humor around. So that's yeah, good stuff. I think this tonight's been a very humorous uh, show. I really like that. And the yeah, person who's been waiting really. all night for this, all day for this read, Mocha, what do you think? <laughs> oh, God, it delivers every time. I, <laughs> oh, I loved, just like Dave mentioned it before me, the Russian judge is always way too tough. <laughs> Cracks me up. <laughs> And um, no <laughs> the way the way the way Raz reads, Raz, oh, the way Raz reads it every time kills me. Like when he went into the little high pitched voice for the little girl. I this is high art in its own way. Like I don't understand how nobody else sees this. This is brilliant. I feel like Adult Swim needs to make this an animated series. <laughs> It's it's great. Oh, God, it's so great. Thank you, Raz, for committing to this every week. 
Yeah, <laughs> no kidding. No kidding. Boo. Boo. Talk to us. Yeah. Oh, I agree, Raz. You're made for this shit. And the fact that you just read it right off the cuff, no practice, you don't even read it first or anything, and you and you nail it is unbelievable. I mean, and then it, I think this is probably one of his funniest poems ever. I agree. He has to get more of the both of them involved. Um, the whole thing just humorous. But your your read, he told me that he writes it for you to read it. So um, he's done a great job with who he picks. And uh, he told me that he tries to, like, mess you up sometimes and see if you'll mess up. But you never do. And it's just hilarious and funny and fun and a good way to end the night. A um, great poem and an awesome read, Raz. You should make a CD. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we, we might we, we might do an entire touch. show just 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 off of Lawrence, uh, Raz reading Lawrence. Maybe we should do do a <laughs> yeah. do an entire show yeah. on that. That'd be great. Uh, Raz Raz gets the last comment on this. What do you think reading it, Raz? It's great to uh, go on seeing the adventures of Nigel and Alfie. There's definitely a thinking mind here on creating a specific series and they present it each time that uh, these uh, animals become all that more lifelike in their way of uh, being a bit like us but uh, no one else has to know wonderful comment all right folks Uh, we're going to do one more poem and then we're going to save the rest for our house on Wednesday uh Here's a little bit of Rob for us. And here we go. Dreams of kyanite crystal eyes. Take flight from the runway lined mandala path, tightly woven by tattoo tapestry into the night burning with silver moonlight. Sink into sheets under starry sky laced with bright banners blazing through the space across lines of longitude which divide through time. Slice across the looping meridian, sculptal strokes with surgeon precision sculpted by steady-handed direction, following the necklace traced on fingers, evading the sting of what lingers. See the flowers sway through space to form a bookmark on a folded page between compass needles of metallic mechanic dancing madness and a kyanite crystal eyes satin orbits around my head raining buckets of black bile shards of clay crack at the seams spill mead into the crevices within me listen to the piper at the gate of dawn blowing gusts of wind into musical form beyond the mist of sleep lies dreams kingdom where soft whispers and breath take us to the edge of death. Universal movie screens of divine picture interpretations, saturated beyond neon lights, soft breath into the delight of night. Skin glowing radiance under flickering candlelight. I follow the Southern Cross north until I find your path, when the dancing shadows we see, truth written in a dream of destiny. Oh. Master Dreams of Kyanite Crystallize. Oh, again, yay, no, I'm kidding. 
<laughs> no, it, it's the recording, boo. It's the recording. No, this is absolutely stunning. You know, there there's so much in this uh, in in this in his metaphors. His metaphors go all over the place, and they're but they're purposed. They're absolutely a hundred percent purposed. You know that that to some they might not pick it up. I, I like the ending as, as it goes. Soft breath into the delight of night, skin glowing radiant under flickering candlelight. I follow the southern cross north until I find your path, where in dancing shadows we see truth written in a dream of destiny. Right there, that that right yeah. there is very freaking romantic, and I think it's it, it is a, a wonderful way to end the poem itself that is absolutely through the roof. Uh, let me get a comment. I'm going to start Raz on this. Raz, what do you think about this poem? Yeah, I know this is deeply romantic, but uh, the line that stands out to me the most is, listen to the piper at the gates of dawn. I would do that immensely in my teens. It's the first Pink Floyd album from 67, which uh, starred its uh, original co-founder, Sid Barrett, Yep. who was later dismissed out of the group by Saucer Pulled of Secrets in 68. And uh, when I would listen to Piper at the Gates of Dawn, you know, I could see a, a tendency to kind of exaggerate a normal situation into a, one that is beyond mythical or cosmic proportions, because that's the kind of sound Pink Floyd was forming then as uh that brief period we know to be acid or psychedelic rock. Great comment, great comment. Mocha, what do you think? Um, um, I kind of, um, I got grabbed by the title. Rob is really good at titling things. <laughs> um, but I got grabbed by the title because he mentioned Kyanite. And he specifically says dreams of kinetic crystal eyes. So my entire interpretation of the poem, because of what kyanite does and what kyanite represents, uh, kyanite is usually used for attunement and meditation uh, to connect you to spiritual guides, um, align chakras, and it doesn't hold negativity. So therefore, it never requires to be cleansed. And, and that I feel like that represents a lot about the person that he's talking about as well as what the poem is saying. So the way I interpreted this entire thing was sort of, again, like a lucid dream um, as if he's, because uh, he says, take flight from the runway and sink into sheets under starry sky laced with bright banners. Sounds like he's going to sleep. Well, this could just be me. I could be completely wrong here. It sounds like he's going to sleep and almost astral traveling to the person that he longs for, his lover, whoever it is that he may be talking about. Cough, cough. Um, Beyond the mist of sleep lies dreams kingdom. That sold me also on this interpretation of it. Where soft whispers and breath to the edge of death, universal movie screens of divine picture interpretation. So this, that's what I get from this very long, very beautifully done, right? Of course, Rob is always very detailed, very descriptive. Um, 
very intricate, but that is what I picked up as the, the meaning of this poem. And I think it's really well done, as always. I think I don't even mention that it's really well done for Rob's poem anymore because it's kind of like a given. <laughs> great comment. Great, absolute wonderful comment. Dave, what do you think about it? Well, I have to agree with what Raz said about it. Uh, you know, um, what really jumped out at me was this uh, stanza down here. It says, uh, spill the meat into crevices with me. Listen to the piper at the gate of dawn, blowing gusts of wind into musical form. Um, I remember when uh, Sid Barrett uh, was running Pink Floyd, and then uh, David Gilmore came in and took the whole thing over and kind of overhauled it. And I, I, I have all of those albums uh, of Pink Floyd, uh, Piper at the Gates of Dawn, and uh, I don't know. I can't remember the other ones. But they're all stacked up over there on the table. Anyway, uh, uh, I like the the uh, references he made to this, you know. Beyond the mist of sleep lights, dreams kingdom, or soft whispers and breath take us to the edge of a dream. I had to agree with uh, what Mocha had to say about this thing, this, uh, you know, this poem. Um, and and then also, Jay, what you said about the, the last five, uh, four lines in this, in the poem, it says, I follow the Southern Cross North until I find your path where in dancing shadows we see truth written in a dream of destiny. It is. It's, it's, it's a... It's a kind of like a dream poem. Um, there is a tablet. Uh, I think it weighs like 90 tons, and it sets between the legs of the Sphinx in Egypt. And it's called the Dream Stella of Tutmosis IV, and uh, it talks about uh, a dream that he had, and um, you know, becoming king of Egypt. And um, this poem sort of reads like that and it kind of it kind of reminds me of that a little bit uh rob's a, be- uh, a fantastic poet and um his stuff is always beautiful and, and it's, it really flows well and it's descriptive and he he gets his point out real easily so i liked it and i guess we're going to get we'll give the last comment to boo boo what do you think about that poem Ooh, i wonder why <laughs> Oh, you don't have to worry worry about selling me out, Mocha. Everyone knows. (laughs) Don't worry. Um, I mean, Uh just my favorite poem that he's ever written. I mean, like, (laughs) romantic-wise, I think the whole thing is just amazing, beautiful. I can't, there's really no words for it. I I could probably recite it to you by heart. As many times I read it, I know it's just utterly beautiful. I love that, too. If you look on my page, the last lines are written on my page. They've been up there for a long time. That quote, written in dream of destiny. Uh, so beautiful, so gorgeous, so romantic, so swoon-worthy. It makes me sweat. It makes me tingle, the whole thing. <laughs> it's just um, <laughs> utterly beautiful <laughs> and gorgeous, uh, like he is. Thanks. There you go. Awesome. Amazing go. comment. We've had a great show tonight, guys. Thank you all for everything that you did for joining us. Sticking around with us and a little boo. Doing a little Santeria on the way up.
Thanks, everybody. for joining us. This is JCA signing off. Good night, everybody.